Welcome to the Squirt to Stab podcast with Tony and Pat. Hola. And we still have the worst intro in all of podcasting in the entire universe. Well, you know, I'm still working with the uh, the last troubadour. Uh, he's going to send us some links and some riffs and things that they've done and let it allow us to use it. But there is the thing where you can be, people can be demonetized and all this. Even with their, even though they own this music, so we just have to figure that out because, you know, I'm not sure how it's coded into like our show. Well, we can anyway. keep our shitty opening. No one, no one listens <clears throat> for the opening, right? No, we could do like so. maybe we could have like lazy do some freestyle rap, and then they're we your, could... they're your buddies, man. They're your buddies, <laughs> so you you get on that. Right. Well, I'm going to try to get see if the last troubadour and say, hey, yo, can you just make an original riff for us? And then you guys will be famous because you're the beginning intro music for. <laughs> yeah, just for, I want it to be I want it to be metal, though. Yeah, it's got to right. be metal. And uh, as always, you can reach us at squirt to stab at gmail dot com uh, for any suggestions, so if you have suggestions, oh, I can't even speak this morning. Suggestions for any kind of intro music, let us know. Yeah, or any kind of review, anything. Yeah, you know, uh, audio reviews. Just write what you like about the show. We can take criticism, obviously, because that's basically all of our emails. Which we'll have yeah. to get to the emails on our next show, man, because I know we're starting to pile up. Yeah. Well, I was going to say I can take criticism because my wife is the dragon lady. So. <laughs> Have we gotten any emails about this? About I'm surprised I haven't seen many. I thought now I feel like an, a, a a butt because I feel like I'm the only guy that gives you shit oh, about no. your wife. Oh, dude. I feel like I have ends. a moral obligation to be the voice of your wife on this show. Well, here's the thing that no one <laughs> believes me. They they act like she's some perfect angel and and it's me. That's the problem, and it's not. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> problem for what though? What what real problems do you have? Uh, that you that your basement it doesn't have marble floors. I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's like, and, and your yeah, and, and your wife is pretty cool. Yeah. I know my my you know my wife got along with your wife uh, on the occasions we were together, which I don't think it was much, but yeah, um, well. but uh, yeah. I mean, your I'm kids are doing real good. I mean, you think? How do you think anyone is gonna blame you for all the good things going on? Well, let's face it, man. You actually are the one who kind of kept us together back in the day when we all lived together. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like I people said, people are I, just biased because she's a woman. <laughs> like you, know. you're you're the you're biased <laughs> that she's a woman. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I'm. Yeah. That's just playful talk, but. Is it though? <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it's funny because I'm I'm friends with your wife on Facebook. I'm not sure if she's on there because I literally just got back on Facebook just so I could be able to start working on social media for this podcast. And I have you know n- a network of people on there that I could use to help with you know letting people know about our show, right? So um, I you're not on there, so I've always kind of seen her on there and. You know, I can tell she doesn't get on like some people, like they mention everything, like what I'm eating today. Hey, look at my pet. Oh my gosh, let me political, political, political. And, you know, so it's good because she doesn't do that. So I always thought that was a good thing. I wouldn't know. So, 
So, but speaking of which, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm hoping here in the next few days that we will have our Facebook page up. I want it to kind of look pretty before I just start sending out invites. Um, but um, buyer, in one of our next two or three shows, I should have an announcement where people can go to follow us. Um, where we're going to put links of the show, pictures of things of the show, things we've discussed, and hopefully people will start talking and it'll be a lot of fun. And then I'm also planning on doing an Instagram, which I'm not sure if Instagram is really the right place for a podcast. Uh, but I did get off Twitter a while back. I don't plan on going back on Twitter, but you said, uh, maybe I should pick your son's brain. Cause you said something about parlor and yeah. so I don't know, but we'll have even, at least a Facebook even though page. I, I would like to ask our uh, guests today about parlor. Cause I heard through circles that that's just, uh, another government tool. Really? Well, yeah, who knows? Yeah. And speaking I, of which we do have a guest that is, um, among among many of the things he does is a host of a show, so we will be introducing him later on in the show. But um, and but yeah, I think he's got some interesting interesting takes on things, and we're very excited to have him and are very appreciative that he will be here later in the show. So, but yeah, but you know, it's cool because we get all these guests, right? I mean, we have I think we have a wide range of guests. If there was yes, an award, if there was an award giving to podcasts for having a wide range of guests, I think we'd win. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, think about it. We have, we, and we've only, I mean, we're just at the beginning. We've had bands. We've had, you know, VPs of uh, production companies. We've had a person who uh, alleged that they were, you know, sexually assaulted by an alien. We've had alien resistance group on here. We've had psychic mediums. I know I'm Bigfoot. Uh, person, I mean, I mean, it's like, dude, we're all over, right? Yes. We had a rapper on here. The um, so, uh, so we the deal, we deal in pop culture and the esoteric and paranormal. Yeah, so pretty cool. So so far, we haven't been dragged in one direction yet, right? So we'll see where the show takes us, and that's really up to you, the people. To you, the people. This is like a like a democracy. A pure democracy like it was back in the 1600s when everybody had a say and you didn't have to be represented by anybody. You just had a coin, right? You threw it in a bucket. Right. Yeah. You didn't have to pay anybody. Yeah. Yeah, And it wasn't even a real coin. It was made out of wood because you didn't have to pay for anybody to speak up for you. You didn't have to deal with crazy shit. But but we have cool guests. We have cool guests. So... That's the thing, um, and not to give it away, I know it's weird, but I want to bring up that we do have a guest that we're going to have this Wednesday, and I'm going to have to just, I, I, I wondered how I was going to bring this up without lying. I'm just going to have to apologize to the guy for many things, I think, because I told him we had technical difficulties and we couldn't do the show on Wednesday. Okay. But the reality is, I hadn't had a chance to read his book, and... I felt like it would be doing a disservice to him to have someone with a book that he wrote and, and took the time to to do, right? Yeah. And have him on here. The problem is uh, that I didn't know how many pages this book was when I decided to, to <laughs> push it for a week. But how many pages was it again? It's 398 pages according to Amazon. So what in the hell? So what I tried to do even before I even realized it was 398 pages was go to Audible. Or some place where they could read yeah, it to it's me. Not, yeah, it's not. There's no. It doesn't. No, it doesn't happen that way. So now I'm like, 
Then you told me it was 398 pages. Like, well, shit. 398. 398. 300. 400 pages. Let's just call it 400, okay? Even if it was like 200. And it's yeah. three, 398. And I'm like, how am I going to read this by Wednesday? Yeah, I have um, that uh, Kindle Unlimited. So I was, I was trying to read it. And it's like, I, I don't have time right now. So Yeah. So I, mean, I just feel. Just contact them and say, okay, man, give us a month to read your book. That we, have or, real, we have real jobs. It's not like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, this I, is our job. Yeah. yeah, like, hey, yeah. Um, be like, yo, I promise I'll pay buy your book. <laughs> but I want it to like, hey, you know, I feel like we'd be doing a disservice if we have you on the show. We haven't read your book yet. Um, what do you think? And then maybe leave him the decision. Like, hey, I can still come on and talk about it. I just hate to... I want to be able to, to ask him questions about the book, right? Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, and I, it's it's. I read like the first chapter. It's an, it's not it's an easy read. Not to say it's it's not well written. I'm just saying it's it's. I don't think it'll take you as long as you think it will. But yeah. So I would say, ask him. Hey, do you want us to read the book? Then give us a few weeks. If you don't care, then yeah, let's shoot for Wednesday. Or maybe he can come on here and read the book for us. Yeah. I wonder how long that podcast would be. About. Yeah, it would, it would be probably 10 hours. Man. Whatever, you, though. Yeah. So anyway, well, yeah, just, just, just contact him and, and ask. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> That's a, yeah, being transparent. The whole time I was just going to say, hey, we didn't read your book, man. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> so what do you do? <laughs> you just go off the interview. Yeah, yeah I should probably do that. Because um, yeah, he is going to be a very interesting guest. Yeah, just do that, man. Okay, well, that's what we should do. So we got Christmas coming up. Yep. Um, that could be. That's. We're, I'm sure we're gonna have a Christmas special. But I wanted to ask this, ask you, because you're the one with the kids, right? And I have an idea of what I want to do, but I had an interesting conversation with my wife about this. Should you tell your kids the truth about Santa? When is there, is you're asking if there's about an age. My kids, mm-hmm. it probably was third to fourth grade, kind of figured out there was no Santa. And I don't yeah. know if that's early or late. I like the whole Santa thing. It's fun. It was fun for me. Yeah. So, and one of the purposes for me for having kids is to have fun. So, right. um, I don't know too many people that are damaged about being lied to about Santa. So, and if I did meet somebody, I would just say, suck it up, buttercup. Like, really? Like, get over it, you know. Wait, get over what exactly? That your parents lied to you about Santa. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know my situation um, with my family. I, I'm very lucky to have a great stepfather and stepmother in my life. And one who loves Christmas so much is my stepmother, who I feel like I'm downgrading her position in my life by calling her stepmother, but she is probably the, the far supreme parent that I have in my life. But she once brought up, like, she had gotten upset by that the fact that there was a person that told me, sat me down and told me there was no Santa. And she felt like that was terrible. Why'd your, why'd your dad do that to you? No, it wasn't my dad. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, my, my stepmom would have did something terrible to him if yeah. he did. Um, but I don't know. They, they did it. Um, and I, I felt like I was in on it. Like, I used to have a friend. He was very religious. He was a very came from a very religious family, and I remember he used to tell me and my friend there, there, you know, that there, 
there, hey, he told the truth about Santa. He's like, hey, there is no, you know, whatever. And yeah. and we were always like make fun of him, like you idiot. This guy doesn't think there's a Santa Claus. Like you're dumb, you know. And then I remember when I was told, I was like, no way. But then at that point, I questioned everything. I remember I was like, so what about the Easter Bunny? What about the Tooth Fairy? What about Jesus? You know, like, how how do you explain things? Because at that point, I'm like, I don't trust anything you say, right? Yeah, but I mean, I was asking, it wasn't that bad. But my stepmom, her take was, as long as you guys believe in Santa, you're going to continue getting gifts from Santa Claus. Yeah, that's how we were. And that's how my parents were. Yeah. So to this day... You believe in Santa? Yeah, I'm like, I don't say nothing. I still get a stocking for my parents. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I tell my kids I still believe in Santa. I don't care. They're like, Dad, you're stupid. I'm like, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. It's like it is the spirit of of, of Santa, yeah, the whole man. thing about it. Which, by the way, there I took I saw two awesome movies had different takes on Santa Claus recently. Yeah. One's a cartoon that has Jason Schwartzman as the lead. And also has the guy that played the the in, in the Tobey Maguire Spider Man as the the newspaper guy. What the hell was he? Yeah, he was, uh, he was also in a movie called Whipped, I think, or Whiplash. Whiplash, which was awesome. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, and I guess he was the guy that played Claus, but it's called Claus with a K. And I'm like, what is this? Is a cartoon? I'm like, my wife put it on, and then I was captivated. And it was one of the best Christmas movies I've ever seen. Really got to watch that. Yeah. And I saw another movie, a take on Santa Claus, called Fat Man. Have you heard about this movie? Oh, with Mel Gibson? Yeah. Have you seen this? I, I, I've i seen the posters. But, yeah. is it, but I mean, I've seen comics in the past, like Santa Claus being like a superhero in a way, and but more like a vigilante. Is that basically what it is? Kind of a little bit, man. Um, you, I say you, it's not a family. It's not for the family, probably. Yeah, <laughs> but I would say you so need to watch my, it. It's for my son and I. Yeah. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. I I loved it. I loved it in a different way though. Like, yeah, it's a Christmas movie just because it's Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, it's great because I have an idea of what I want to do for a movie that yeah. I'm still in pre 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 production for that I hope one day gets off the ground. Yeah. Now I feel like I'm in the overthinking mode, and it was gonna be more of a family movie, but. Um, but after watching these movies, it kind of messes with your head. Like, oh my gosh, these are like real. This, especially the Fat Man. I mean, it goes to a dark place. It's it's good. So you know what? I'll watch it and then uh, we'll do a review of it next show. Yeah. So it's Christmas well, yeah. time. <clears throat> yeah, we should review it, and then we yeah. should have. We'll probably have a top our top list for Christmas movies, which yeah. we might need to make a top ten because there's so many. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Christmas, I don't need. I don't mean to sidetrack this, but talking about your stepmom mm-hmm. made me think of something. Um, <laughs> she <laughs> was, and I don't mean any disrespect by this, but um, in my life, uh, she was like, uh, there was a there was an instance where there was like a real life MILF moment. And it was before the whole American Pie thing. That okay. Once, we, I know, just listen. Like, the one time, the party that got busted at your house that got us all in trouble. Yeah. Um, We were, I was in the uh, stairway. I mean, remember how your parents had pictures? Yeah. In, in that? There were, like, three or four guys. Looking I don't want to the, hear this. <laughs> no, they didn't say I'm anything a- really inappropriate, but they were like, dude, Pat, your mom is hot. 
<laughs> and I was just, I was just, I was cracking up, you know, because I, I knew her, you know, so. Right. They're like, dude, Pat, like. But was, it was I funny. there or was I already three sheets to the wind? I think you were already wasted out. Because remember, that was a party. I didn't, I didn't get there till it was too late. Yeah, I think you were already. Uh, I was a victim at that party. <laughs> yeah, ever, but uh, that was. I mean, that was before American Pie, obviously, because of our ages. But yeah, I remember like there were three or four mm-hmm. guys sitting there and, or standing there looking at the pictures and like, dude, your mom is hot. Wow, I thought, just thought that just was great. funny. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, for you, it's weird. It's for me. It's super. I didn't think of. I yeah. I never thought of anything now to this point of how fucking uh, uh, how like weird that whole thing probably was. And if I think I would have heard it, then I've been like, well, I was kicking people out of my house. I think at one point. Yeah, I don't remember well. much. I just remember some terrible things afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, well, okay. Thanks for sharing, Tony. Well, I'm now, just, I just okay. Whole, just, I was thinking my whole about days it. ruined from just <laughs> at the thought. But okay, so. Yeah, for me, the, the telling my kids about the truth about Santa, I, I, I felt like no, but then my wife's like, well, we know we want them to trust us. And I'm like, well, there's a good point to there, but then what you're saying is then you think that there really is no Santa, because there is. I feel like, yeah, there is Santa. There is. You know, and that's what you need to have in your head to believe in the whole spirit of that idea. I don't know. Pat, I just thought... Pat, your, your kids will be intelligent. And they'll realize it was just like a fun thing. Because if I ask right. my daughter right now, do not trust me because uh, I told you about Santa Claus. And the girl's 11. She'd be like, Dad, you're an idiot. And my See, son. I agree. My son, my, son, my, son, my son is Buddy the Elf. So he's like, Dad, yeah, man, I trust you, dude. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> no, your son's probably like, well, there's no Santa. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm like, though. But do, do you know no, what Mike? Do you know what my son said when he found out there was no Santa? We kind of like let it out. He goes, I'm still gonna get presents, right? I'm like, <laughs> See, yeah. he's, smart. Like, he's like I'm like, okay. He's but like my Elon wife Musk. Yeah, I will say though that my wife never ever did the Easter Bunny thing. She always thought that Easter Bunny was incredibly stupid. And well, to my kids yeah. he didn't exist. <clears throat> or she. Well, I don't even know. Or it. It she? Easter Bunny? Yeah, I don't know if it's he or she. Could be it could be both, man. Maybe it's they trans. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Easter Bunny's Easter Bunny. I mean, that's all. I mean, Chris, I think Santa Claus is a big part as far as the Easter Bunny. I mean, you know, that's going to be coming up on a later segment we have about what, which we'll get into about what pisses us off because this is kind of, kind of finding this is going to be probably added to the list. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, so yeah, good point, Tony. I like your point on that. You're right. I think that that's what I was like with my wife. I'm like, I think we're looking into this too deep. Yeah, people do. I mean, I have a family member, and I'm not going to name which one, that didn't want to tell his kids or the kid believes in Santa, but now he doesn't want to tell them that there is no Santa because he doesn't want his kid to be like you said, not trust him or, you know. (laughs) Well, I mean, let them find out on their own. Like, But that's the thing. Are you ever going to tell your kid or are you just going to just never say anything? They figure it out on their own. And then if they ask you and then you go, what do you think? Well, you know what? I I said the way to counter that, the day he stops believing, stop giving him gifts. You didn't lie. I'm like, I guess if there's no Santa, then I guess there's no gifts, right? Do you give a wink at that point or just still just keep looking at him blank stare in the face? You look at him like... You just shit on your floor, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta clean that up. What clean what up? I don't. I'm just asking you a question. Well, yeah. All right. Well, cool. All right. Well, and then now, I mean, with Christmas, then New Year's, then it's the end of the year. 
And I'm sure we'll have a moment where we're going to talk about like, uh, what do you call those things? Resolutions and all this. But well, as we do approach the end of the year, do you think like 2020 should have an asterisk? <laughs> yeah, probably. I you don't know. know. I mean, it's just a year in our lives and we'll look back. We'll be able to tell our grandkids how we survived COVID. All right. Like, I'm going to be like, be like, what did you do, Grandpa? I'm going to be like, I rocked out with my cock out. I didn't fucking stop. It's real nice. Yeah. I'm going to be yeah. a horrible grandfather. <laughs> yeah. You may never. You may, That's probably where you have to stop having relationships with your kids. <laughs> your wife has to make you go up to the attic when the kids come over. <laughs> Their kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, I, my, my daughter already tells me to leave all the time. Like, um, I'll be in uh, her. Basically, it's my daughter's office during this COVID stuff for her learning, and she'll walk in because I'll be sleeping on the couch. And there, she's like, "Get out, Dad! You stink!" I'm like, "Thanks, babes." So I can only imagine when she has kids and I'm the dirty grandpa being around. You know? Yeah. Well, I think at some point the kids probably start realizing about what it's like to be a parent, and they probably even get closer to their parents at that point. Maybe. But yeah, for some should reason, it, should it have an asterisk? I don't know what. I mean, what's the asterisk going to be? Well, that's the thing. Everyone wants to talk about putting asterisks by shit. I, I mean, the asterisk is like, does this year count? Can we trade in? Do we get every heartbeat, every breath we took back because we just wasted a year of our lives? I mean, for me, I don't look at it that way personally. Right? Everyone talks about like I keep seeing this picture of um, these outhouses like at a festival that are on fire, and it says if twenty twenty was a scented candle. And it's, you know, the picture of the fucking outhouses on fire, right? Those outdoor bathroom things. And it's like, man, I mean, for me, it's been, this has been a good year in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, look, the fact that the COVID happened and and how things have changed, it totally fucking sucks. No doubt. You know what I say, Pat? When life gives you watermelons, poke a hole in it, put it in the microwave for a minute, and then go to town. (laughs) I don't think a watermelon can, first of all, fit in a microwave, and nor can it sustain the uh, radiation levels. I don't understand how this is working. I'm thinking like warm okay. tomato, a Cornish hen. <laughs> all fucking... right, put a Cornish hen. Okay, that's even better, I guess. <laughs> when life gives you Cornish hens, put them in the oven. <laughs> Find the hole. <laughs> Violate it. What if your wife heard you say this about watermelons? <laughs> I, you know, watermelons like was probably my top five favorite things to eat. Not and anymore. I think this might have changed my list. Just the fact no. that you keep referring to these warm watermelons. I mean, there's uh, nothing about a watermelon that seems real, dude. I mean, the rind that's hard on the outside. I mean, and then like, oh, there's a seed. Well, I guess the seed part's pretty accurate. <laughs> well, you, you have to you have to smooth the edges around the hole. Hey, was this a seedless watermelon? It was. <laughs> That's sickening. Uh, well, if it gives me watermelons, I guess I'll know what to do. For me, I, I was, it's slicing it and eating it because I love watermelon. Yeah. And let's, let's face it, man, this ain't no fucking watermelon 2020. It's not even lemons. No. No, it's just a big shit show in many ways. I think it, what it is is it gave everyone an opportunity. You know how when they say cream rises to the top? Yeah, I think what 2020 is, it's like the opposite. It's all the, the shittiest part of everything in the humanity uh, kind of rose to the top. And hopefully now we can take like 
the little scraper and just kind of scrape that shit off the top and move on. Let's like, let's learn from this. No, I think, uh, for me, I probably think about every guy with, uh, kids thinks that if this was, uh, 17 years ago, my home life would be awesome. Cause both my wife and I are home all day, <coughs> mm-hmm. you know, and things could be done. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But no, we have kids around, so we can't. Yeah, it's tough. I know for us, it's kind of on the other. My wife is like, cool. You know, we're both home. We're here. And for me, I like to do things, you know. And I mean, I like to do, like hug my parents. I like to do a whole bunch of shit, right? Pat, I'm but, talking about I'm talking about having all day sex fests with my wife because we're both home. That's what yeah. I was referring to. But there's Just kids around. Oh, who cares? They can learn, they'll one day have to learn about sex anyway. <laughs> no, they don't well, need to see that. No, they don't, man. No one needs to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I tell someone like I think about when they say about like ghosts watch you all the time. I'm thinking poor, poor spirit world. <laughs> like what when Dude. I die, if I ever have to go meet with my old with my relatives, it's like I'm just going to shrug and go, eh. <laughs> No, dude, <laughs> like, I wouldn't be like, it's your fault you watched. Like, yeah. But you when we found been... out, they had no choice. It's like, we can't stop watching. <laughs> That's the thing. We, it's like, we were forced to. Well, I'd be like, you must have done something in life really bad. <laughs> you had to do <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> That's like a, a layer in uh, Dante's Inferno or yeah. uh, <laughs> the, the Divine Comedy or whatever. Someone's like one, one level of hell is them having to watch me yeah. live my life. Well, lucky uh, for them. Lucky for them. Typically, half the time it only was like thirty seconds anyway. So yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, when no. it's well, when you're going to town on yourself, that could be hours. <laughs> <laughs> what else do I have to to look at? Oh shit! The only thing I have now to jerk off to is reading the back of this shampoo bottle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Alcohol, <laughs> citrate. Oh. It's like, it's like, what is biotin? I don't know, but it feels good. <laughs> That's Jesus. terrible. It is. Man, I, I, there's uh that could be a whole other show. We'd have to give a like give a warning to. I have some people who have to, who have uh, confided in me some of the things they've used for certain uh, <laughs> for certain sessions. Oh, you know that you know one of them very well. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a terrible story. But yeah, it's very it's like, entertaining. Yeah, part of you is like they can't be true, but then part of you knows <laughs> it's true, and it's just like man, man. I just thinking of all the things I used to try to do. I mean, because now before when you have now with people with cell phones, I'm sure they can go anywhere and in a second they don't need to leave. <clears throat> like now I can the same place where I work, the same seat I can eat. The same seat I can watch TV, the same seat I can, you know, yada, 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 or whatever you want to call it, you know, without getting too graphic. I mean, now you have the phone back in the day, you, know, you think of my college days, it's like, I'm like looking for like fucking like empty, uh, <laughs> empty uh, uh, rolls of like uh, toilet or not, or toilet paper rolls, what do you call the little cardboard piece, looking for bean bags. <laughs> this has just gotten too messed up, man. Yeah, I don't know why the hell we've gone. Just sorry, everyone, we're not talking about what you're thinking. We're talking about like sleeping. Yes, sleeping. That's sickening. I can't believe yeah. this. This is where we've lost every single one of our seven t- subscribers. No, I don't think so. No. I think they're I think they're, they're glued. <laughs> yeah. The, no pun intended. There's, there's, I was going to say they're sticking to the show 
Thank you guys for yeah. doing that. Those who are uh, who right. have are profiling their next murder. Um, yeah. So yeah, so uh, I we, we decided to piece together um, a top five. We do top five lists a lot, and we decided to come up with a, a list of things that pisses you off. And this is for everyone too. Send us your top list. Any top list we've done, send it in. We're doing what are the top five things that piss you off? Did you did you come up with the list? Tony? Of course I did, dude. It was very simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I had so many things it was tough to narrow it down. Yeah. Now, they, to be clear, this is stuff that pisses us off, not necessarily things we hate, right? Sure, yeah, exactly. Okay. Or it could be things we hate. I hate it too, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And some of them I might be guilty of. In fact, I think most of every one of these. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, I hate this, but I, I am, I've done this, but... Yeah. Well, I, I had a, I don't know if I have mine really ranked because I think all of them could be sh- piss me off the most. Yeah, I'm not sure I, if you want to. St- I think I have mine kind of ranked. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I realized there are things that piss me off. But in general, I think I'm a happy dude, so it's not that big of a deal. Some of them. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and start my list. All right. Well, you gonna start with number one or number five? Five. I'll start with five. Okay. Um, I get pissed off when Wikipedia asks me for money. It's like just fucking put ads on your on your website. Yeah, it's a good one, it, man. It's like I go to Wikipedia, and first of all, I can add myself to like the eighty five bears, right? Like it, it's it's not <laughs> like it's this this thing. And like it, it asks me for money, and I'm like, just put a commercial on your website. Stop right. asking me for money. It's like you're asking me for three bucks. It's you know, and if you and don't they, have, and don't they do they not have banners or anything on there? I don't is know. Is it completely ad free? It's ad free, but it's like I don't. It's not a site where I need it to be ad free. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like stop asking me for money, and I'm, that might sound shitty because of I guess it provides some type of service, but I don't get some sponsors. And if if someone wants to pay, have a premium thing with, with no ads. Okay. I have like actually seven. And that's a good point because that's recently pissed me off because I feel like that they're doing extra shit to post, whether you're on your computer or on your phone. First thing you see on there is a big red box around saying, stop, don't scroll. You know, at least they're not putting a hard stop where they're making you pay, I guess. And if they do, then it's like, well, I'll go to more credible sites. But, um, but I have literally seven, um, I think, but I, na- I numbered the last three, five, one, five, two, and five, three. So I'm just going to go with this one because this one really, sp- really speaks out to me is I, oh, we got to do these. I, I, we got to be pissed off by the way, when we do these. Okay. I am pissed. So, all right, so I'm fucking, this is what fucking irritates me, money. me, man. This is the fifth ranked one out of my top five list. It pisses me off is when your goddamn regional McDonald's chain doesn't carry the McRib for McRib season. And then you start calling all the goddamn McDonald's all around you in your city where they're like, oh, yeah, we don't have it. Yeah, we don't have the McRib. It's McRib season. Yeah, sorry, we don't do it in this region. What, do you, what don't you do? Why would you not have the McRib? Why? Why? And last year in the Cincinnati area, when I was, you know, non-vegan, you had to go like 100 miles to find a McDonald's that had a McRib sandwich. And surprisingly... I didn't do it. But it, well, who doesn't do the McRib's McRib? Now, of course, they learned their lesson, apparently, because now the McRib is back out, and now they do have McRib sandwiches here in the Cincinnati land area. So at least they corrected themselves, or this could have been a lot higher on the list. 
Fuck McDonald's. Yeah, why would you do that? And they fuck you since do that? they're all why privately would... owned franchises or whatever they do. However they do this, it's like, why would you not have the McRib? Why? Why? Who is against the McRib sandwich? Tony, so. who is against the McRib? I do you don't know? know? Should I Google who's against the fucking McRib sandwich? Uh, probably uh, Jewish people don't eat the McRib. Or right? pita. Pork. It probably isn't even real pork. Do you in fact, in- my wife looked at me the other day and goes, "You know what? I bet you the I bet you the fucking McRib sandwich is safe to eat for vegans." <laughs> it probably is. As I said, there's no meat in that whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that pisses me off, man. Yeah. Get, get uh, to your number four before I go on, because I'm fucking pissed. You know what pisses me off, Pat? What? Vegans. <laughs> Is that's that it? That's my number four. <laughs> yep, that's my number four. That's it. That's <laughs> those Dude, people. I, I'm going to go look. I have a very good friend of mine. I love him to death. He was a guy I starred in our movie, Our Scripted Life, back uh, that came out earlier this year on Amazon Prime. That's a shameless plug. Our Scripted Life. There go to it and leave a good plugs. review, even if you, you know, I don't care if you like it or not. Just put that you love it. It's free. It's awesome. Uh, my buddy, Ryan... When he came out here, we were filming, right? And, you know, we're in Cincinnati land area, and I know it. He's, you know, from L.A. I'm like, hey, let's go get breakfast, right? And he's the nicest guy in the world. And he's like, yeah, we want to go. And I start naming it. He's like, oh, I can't eat that. I'm like, what do you mean? And I hadn't really, we haven't been living around each other. Like, we would always used to work together. We basically lived in the same house many times just from, we'd be working through the night with groups of people, putting our projects together. And he says... I'm vegan. I'm like, you're vegan? When did this happen? He's like, like five years ago. I'm like, yeah. And and now I'm like, of course, I'd be intrigued and thinking, talking about vegan. But the only thing I keep thinking about now is what the fuck am I going to eat for breakfast? Right? This is, of course, before my vegan. And so we had to find a place to do it. So, yeah, you know, I, I hate to say it. I mean, I love Ryan. I love that he made that decision. He did it for all the, whatever, you know, he's healthy and all these things and great. But I remember thinking, God damn it. Like, I have to think about you when I go get food now? You know, I mean, how many salads? Like, you can't go to McDonald's and get a salad. Because that's another thing that pisses me off that didn't make the list somehow. Because when you go to McDonald's, you order a goddamn salad. But, I mean, I guess it's a healthy choice. If you're doing, like, a group thing, at least that person's not complaining. Eh, I want McDonald's. And then they're like, okay, I'll just get, like, a salad. So I guess I can understand, even as a vegan. Well... I don't know, man. I don't know if I can consider myself vegan anymore. We can get into that later, though. Yeah. Um, we'll go to your next one. My number four. What pisses me off is when everyone, when people make everything a fucking political discussion. And this is kind of why I fucking left Facebook. I talked about, I didn't even, I was talking about a chocolate chip cookie. Said something about chocolate chip cookies. Next thing I get on, there's like 300 comments on my thread. Someone said something, someone said something, and it turned into the biggest political disruption of my life. I'm like, are you fucking serious? You know, anything that becomes political, and it, it, it disrupts me. Now, anyone can believe whatever they want, right? Fine, believe what you want, do your religion, do whatever you politics. Obviously, everyone should have a stance, right? I get pissed off when I hear someone talk, because then I realize, I'm like, dude, you don't even have a stance. You don't have even your own ideology. You're just talking about Republican this or Democrat this. They're all bullshit anyway. They don't even have an ideology. They're just taking a stance that the other person did the exact opposite. And it pisses me off. Like, I had, uh, like, Chick-fil-A. Oh, I'm not eating Chick-fil-A because of what, what, all the stuff that they did. 
It's like if you read about it, you would see how big they're in philanthropy. They did put money into people who I guess are anti-LBGT. But now they're even, even Chick-fil-A now was saying that they're taking a stance now to where they're not, they don't focus on giving money to people who are anti-LGBT. They just focus on, they, they narrow it down to be able to provide food banks, uh, education in community, uh, communities, things with children. And it's like, and, yeah, and I'll, I'll be honest, dude, when I first heard about it, I'm like, fuck Chick-fil-A. Like, why would they do that? And I didn't even read up on things. And I did, and they did give money to some people. And I think they even admittedly said, well, we didn't realize. Which it doesn't even matter, right? Because the only thing I need to worry about is how delicious their chicken sandwich is and how great the service is. But the thing that does come down, if someone was actually given money to something that was wrong, like, in a way, if they were given money saying, we're giving money because these people are against uh, the LGBTQ community, and that's why we're giving money, then it's one thing, right? Or the people that, do, like, I'm sitting there at Thanksgiving, and I have a family member who's all pissed off because the NFL's on. I don't watch the NFL. And they, they have to, then they have to broadcast it. You don't have to watch NFL. I don't watch that shit. Fucking kneeling and all that shit. How can you support? I'm like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. And that, that's the one thing, that's the other thing that kind of, that goes with that is people not understanding what patriotism is. They can have their own go at the patriotism, what they think it is, but don't fucking start preaching about, well, that's unpatriotic. Because obviously a lot of those people don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. Pisses me off. Being making things political. You can do whatever you want. But if you're going to ruin my day with, uh, oh, I can't believe you're eating that Chick-fil-A sandwich or, oh, you're watching NFL or, oh, how can you, you know, it's like, dude, all right, man. Like, I know in Italy, we come from a place where people eat for like three hours at a time. In Italy, people basically don't even hardly work. They take breaks through their day all day long and have, they go to fiesta for a month. They go out and they spend three hours and, and, and around dinner tables talking. One of the big things is politics. Here with my family, my, my stepmom, she just basically said, the only rule we have is don't fucking talk about politics here because we're family, you know, because it makes people battered because there's people that are so fucking warped and, and, and get so funny with it. You know, like when people start calling you the names, I've been called both a racist and I've been both called a snowflake because it's from the, the, the people who consider themselves Democrats who don't know me, think I'm a, I believe in things that are like a racist or something or people that believe in who are Republicans think I'm a fucking snowflake or say I don't get many of those often, but obviously those people don't fucking listen, which gets part of my number four people who don't fucking listen because everyone roots their, their favorite political party or person over having their own fucking thoughts and be able to have the ability to have a discussion like a fucking real adult. So that's what fucking pisses me off. Wow. That was quite a rant. I think your number four is better because you just said vegan and it was over. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Your number four goes into my number three that uh, when people claim to be either right or left, Democrat, Republican, but they can't tell me why. That pisses me oh. off. It's like if you're going to it's like die on this uh, whatever they say, um, die on this hill, I guess, you should at least be able to give me concrete examples why you feel that way or why you vote that way or why you represent yourself that way. And when they can't give me concrete examples, I'm like, you're just picking a side and like it's a tribe. Like you you really don't know what you're doing. Right. And it pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm with you on that too because people don't. I would say 80%. This is, um, by the way, 
I didn't uh, do a study on the percentage, but I'm guessing it's about 80% of the people. And it's the ones who strongly always are the ones out there talking about that shit too, who don't have their own ideology. Yeah. You know, and that's what pisses me off sometimes. You know, there's some celebrities that use their, that use their celebrity for good reasons. They say good messages. A lot of times uh, uh, they get thrown into political things because of what they say. But I say some of them, though, need to just shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know, because they don't know what they're talking about. And they're doing it just for because their marketing person or their publicity manager said, hey, you should say this. Right? Right. Like Michael Jordan took a lot of shit. I watched, uh, I watched the, the, here I seen the last dance about yeah, the Bulls. Yeah, my wife was watching it. It's great. Well, Michael Jordan took a lot of shit because Gant was running for something in North Carolina. He'd been the first African-American. And he took a lot of shit because he didn't want to back anybody. And he made a comment supposedly that said, why would I want to make a stance if Republicans buy gym shoes as well? Oh, yeah. Republicans buy shoes too or something like yeah. that. Yeah. In a sense, it's like he said, look, you can call me bad and you, I'll accept it. He's like, my focus was to be a basketball player and to win. He's like, yeah, but should I have done something different? Maybe and probably I could have done it. And, but I didn't know I was a basketball player. You know, and it's like there's a good part. It's like, yeah, I mean, you know, and like, for instance, one of those people, LeBron James, he's very outspoken. I think every, a lot of things he says, he comes from the heart and he backs it up with his pocketbook and he backs a lot of things up with this thing. And people may not agree with a lot of things surrounding it. And again, not trying to get into that political discussion, because then, of course, that goes against what I hate when people make everything political, you know, but that's fine. You know, maybe not everyone's going to agree with someone, but he's doing something about it. But then there's some people that just get out there on Twitter. They just say things and they just do say all these things. But it's like, okay, why? Like you said, Tony, you're 100% right. Why? Because really the reason why is by association. Because you are trying to find acceptance with a group. And that's the only reason why you're sitting out there. Because something made sense when you read a meme. You read something that said baseball bats killed more people than guns last year. Right? And everyone's focused. Well, guns, 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 guns. It's like, how about you just... Stay away from guns, or if you're going to have one, you'd be responsible. Yeah. Or it's like social programs. It's, it works on both sides, you see. <laughs> social programs. Do I feel like we should get rid of social programs? No, it helps people. But we should be able to allocate where the fucking money goes. We need to come up with ways where there's people that say, hey, people should not be taking advantage of our fucking social programs. Just like with guns. No, you don't take guns out of Now, do I believe you should take guns out? As, you, as soon as the government and the military doesn't have guns, then then come talk to me about taking away my gun. Yeah. Right? That's when you can come to my house. But don't fucking t- say shit. Now, if I'm doing something uh, bad, if I'm going out and I'm shooting people or I ha- I'm just holding it around out front with kids around and it's loaded and it accidentally goes off in my hand, and yeah, then you know what? You have a valid complaint. You know what I mean? Otherwise, I think what for everyone, including myself and everyone, take accountability for your own fucking life. If you spent that much energy on your own life, this world would be so much better. We wouldn't have to worry about what's out there. Then we can make real difference. So, yeah. And so, basically, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> my, my number three, naysayers. Oh. Naysayers drive me banana. When I was, like, I've always been a heavy set guy. Even when I was in the military, I didn't have a six-pack. You know? Yeah, you was did. It was, it was next to you on the couch. <laughs> what? What? I said it was next to you on the couch. 
what the naysayer? <laughs> no, the six, the six pack. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know what? I uh, but was I handsome? Yes. You know, was I? You know, one of the guys that you know, I'm not someone that had the six pack. I wasn't like um, Mister the best looking dude. Probably. I mean, I think arguably I could have been. But seriously. Um, I hated it when someone's like, oh, dude, she's out of your league or you can't date her. So I made it upon myself. And when I was at my fattest, I probably, you know, think I dated a lot of very good. I married a beautiful woman. I, I was with a lot of, you know, around. You know, I don't look at that. Or when I was doing, um, when I first got into doing sketch comedy, I did comedy. And we, we had a director for our sketch comedy group in Hollywood. And he, the guy mentioned something like, well, it's not like you're going to be, we're, we're, that said something about, well, it's not like they're going to be on Saturday Night Live or we're going to be on Saturday Night Live. And I'm thinking, fucking speak for yourself, motherfucker. Yeah. What do you mean we're not on Saturday Night Live? What do you think I'm doing this for? To entertain, what, what is this? Why do you think everyone moved here? You think people came from all over the country to be here in this room with other talented people to hear that? Because if that was the case, I'd just go do sketch comedy for my fucking family. You know what I mean? Like, I hated that shit. I don't like naysayers. I don't like it when people talk about losing. I don't think, I don't like it when people don't think that they can win and they should win. It pisses me off. Fucking drives me goddamn bonkers. Yeah. Fuck those naysayers. <laughs> yeah. All right. My number two cats. Fucking hate cats. <laughs> I do not know how this was not on my list. Don't you have a cat? I have two cats. They fucking suck. <laughs> Dude, they're the worst. I don't get how people like cats as pets. I don't get it. <laughs> my wife and my daughter love the fucking cats. I'm like, they're yeah. the most useless pet. All they care about is fucking eating. Then if they want to be pet, they'll come by you. Other than that, they don't want anything to fucking do with you. It all, it, it almost reminds me, it, like, it's got to be like when, like, an old billionaire marries, like, a Playboy bunny. Like... The the girls will only go to them when they really want something. Other than that, you know those girls have nothing to do with the guy. Like that. That's what fucking cats are. I'm I agree, the old man. billionaire. I'm the old billionaire, and the cats are the Playboy bunnies. Well, I am very allergic to cats. I've mentioned about how I feel like cats are just selfish animals. I love Dude. dogs. I hate cats. But I hate I just don't, But at the same time, I found myself, even knowingly being really allergic, when there's like a kitten, I start playing with the damn thing, and then my eyes start puffing out of my head. And it's like, I don't want to hurt cats, but, you know, let them let them be, you know, let them let them be. But there's a lot of people, obviously, I, I'm, I'm speaking probably, I feel like I actually we're speaking in the majority. Because I do think you, a lot of people, but there are a lot, ever, of people, a lot of cat lovers out there. Do you ever think it'd just be awesome to run up and just punt it? <laughs> just punt that cat. Quite, quite honestly, dude, I don't know if I have the reflexes to be able to get to a cat unless it's already uh, dying. No, I would. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, yeah. I wouldn't want to hurt an animal. To be yeah. Honest. Now look at me. Kidding. Now look at me. You're making me all soft. Yeah. All right. What's your number two? People who people who smoke cigarettes who warn you vaccines are bad for you. Yeah, that's kind of an oxymoron, huh? Or diet soda is bad for you. Or anything in life. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah don't tell me what's bad for me. But on the same token, don't tell me what's good for me either. Yeah. Just let me do my thing. Yeah. Don't tell right. me that this broccoli yeah, is going to no. be good for me. I'm going to eat this yeah, well, that's McRib. The, so basically, you're like, you know, hypocritical people. Yeah, smoking a cigarette, but don't take this vaccine for measles that uh, yeah. it could eradicate a disease. 
Yeah. Oh, because what what's bad for you in this vaccine is, is it outweighs that cigarette in your hand. Yeah. Okay. You know, but right now I'm not going to judge anybody who doesn't want to take the COVID vaccine because, okay. I mean, if you think about it, it, it typically takes years and years and years and years, and maybe we can even ask our guest about it, um, to come up with a vaccine, and they did this in, what, four months? So it's like... Well, they're also holding on to the shirt tails of other progress they've made with other vaccines. Well, yeah, I know, but still, I, I get it. But I get it too, I guess. But my thing is, let's let's prioritize. It's like, dude, I do not want to, you know, eat that pork sandwich because I'm vegan. Well, guess what? It's the only thing left on earth to eat. So either you eat the fucking sandwich or you die. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, I fucking take the goddamn thing. But so, but yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, but there's but, this argument too, like, and I, I maybe we shouldn't even bother getting to this, but there's people that are like. You know, this isn't going to kill me. Why do I need a vaccine? So, but anyway, well, well that's yeah, I guess that's show. a whole other. That's a whole kind of other thing. Yeah, it's a whole like five but, hours of yelling at each other. Yeah, and uh, but there's points there. I know my actually my my both my stepmom and my wife aren't going to be taking it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but well, you know what for IVF and stuff that we're doing, and then yeah, also with my with my mom, my stepmom who has allergies, like she she just can't do it. Yeah. So. But she's gonna find out more because she wants to. But who knows? But like you said, that's a whole other. Yeah. So I'll, you know, I'm just gonna go to my number one. Oh wait, no. Did you do your number? Yeah, you did your number two. Yes. I'm like all over the place. I stay up too late. Anyway, so um, sports fans that don't make any sense is my number one. You know, like the guy who was born in Dayton, uh, but he lives in Chicago, but he's like a Steelers fan. That just fucking <laughs> pisses me fucking off. It's like, no, that doesn't fucking make any fucking sense. You know what I hate? Fucking son of a bitches who can't understand things that are, is pretty easy to understand. <laughs> like, like having some kind of a family tradition or loyalty to your father who has a great story of why, let's say, came from Italy when they were young, lived in New York for a year, then found their way to Fairmount, West Virginia, which is basically Pittsburgh Steeler country. And when their son was born, put a fucking Steeler ball in their hand. And then the, the son saw the father passionate about his team, growing to have that same passion for his team. What do I do, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You don't be a fucking Steelers I, fan. But I understand because i actually hate that as well surprisingly enough i was at one of those zoom friends zoom things last friday and it started the guys like sent up this is from guys from college the guys said college group i went to after you guys all left and graduated and left me at niu to rot <laughs> but these guys uh i became friends with it was like a group of about 10 to 12 of us we all get on and the, the whole uh, topic subject line for this meeting was about the Cubs because uh, you know Theo Epstein is no longer the GM of the of the Cubs, oh. and they got rid of Schwarber, and, uh, and now people are like, yeah, this is depressing. We got to talk about. It. I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute, this is weird that people are talking like this about it. Like, like I want to get in this thing right away. Oh, guys, get a fucking grip. First of all, it's baseball. I'd literally probably want to watch golf almost sometimes rather than baseball, unless it's the Cubs, but. They, they brought up a good point, and these are loyal fans, and this guy who I thought was one of the loyal fans, right, starts talking about when do you decide that you just want to jump ship and just become a fan of another team? And yeah, I, I like, get it. Well, you know, so, like, because he's Bear fans, because he's like, how can you guys fucking stomach this shit? 
Yeah. Um, I think you know the, the fact that it it has become mostly about money. I I think any time now is fine. It's like yeah. you know what? Why am I going to sit there and put all my energy and time into a losing team when obviously the organization doesn't care? You know, it's like right. you're gonna stop. You're gonna stop going to your favorite restaurant if the food starts getting shitty. Good point. You know, <coughs> very you're good point. You're gonna you're gonna stop buying a certain brand of clothing if it's fucking gonna wear out in six months or something. You know. See, I was taking kind of the opposite stance, but I could agree because but, uh, the dude, you, today you, you owe these teams nothing. You owe them nothing. They would right. be nothing without the fans. That's true, man. I think it's you almost have a responsibility not to support a shitty organization. Yeah, you know, and um, some people nowadays they they follow, I think LeBron James really started the trend of people rooting for an athlete in the team they're on versus following a team. Which I'm I'm all about the old traditional. Here's my team. I was raised a Steeler fan, first basketball team. Even when I was a kid, young kid in Ohio. I mean, I spent most of my adolescence in Chicago. I do like the Bears. I am a Steeler fan, but I do like the Bears, and it is tough to watch. I'm a Bulls fan. I'm a Blackhawks fan. I'm a Cubs fan. And I just feel like that's what it's going to be like forever. You know, what pisses me off, I have a number one, but besides that is when my dad starts. My stepmom is a Green Bay Packer fan. What? Because she likes how ev- there's that that thing where all the people can own the Packers, and she likes the tradition. And it's like okay, she doesn't really watch football though, right? But she just says that she likes the concept, so it's not really she's a fan because she could give a shit. But when my dad starts rooting for like the Packers or starts, oh look at the Packers, or my dad even like starts liking, you know, and it's been a long time, but because my dad grew up actually liking the Knicks because he was in New York for a while. Of course, when we lived in Chicago, of course, who couldn't like the Bulls? But I don't like the fair weather fan stuff. But I hate it. Like, don't I act like my dad? Dad, why would you root for the fucking Packers? You know, and I think it's only because my my stepmom's stance on it. And I think it somewhat captivates her, and will tolerate the fact that my dad's sitting there watching football all day. I don't know. I don't know. But my number one, my number one um, thing that pisses me off is complaining like we're doing right now. <laughs> I Well, when it's like this, I think it's okay to get shit off your chest. I do. But I dislike it and I can't stand it when people just complain, complain like they can't do anything about it. It's like fucking, you're basically saying that this thing has power over you and you have no way of getting out of this situation and you're complaining about it because you that's the only power you have. It's like, fuck it, take control. It pisses me off. I don't even know if that made sense. In my head, it made sense, though, so that's all that matters. Yeah, fuck those complainers. Yeah, oh, shit. What? I'm gonna start, we're going to have to start lining up uh, the guest here in a second. Yeah, um, why don't you do that? Let them know that uh, I guess we're ready for them. We're going to be ready for them, so I'm going to send them. Stop a, complaining a about it, Pat. Uh, but, um... So, yeah, so uh, I'm going to have to give him a second here to probably get on because right now he's been on the whole time, but told him I'd message him when we're ready, you know. But um, but our guest comes from, uh, I found him through uh, a lot of times, like, like Tony, explain our show again because you do it the best. Our show has to deal with pop culture 
and the esoteric and paranormal. Right. So I spent a lot of time reaching out on different forums, different pages, different networks in, a, in, the, in the conspiracy genre, okay, anything. I mean, a lot of our guests have come from this. And I reached out to the, uh, a guest, the guest that we have today. Um, his name is Derek DeWitt. DeWitt. He's a freelance writer and podcaster, host of Conspiracy Clearinghouse. He's originally from San Francisco, California, and he's now living in Prague, Czech Republic. Welcome to the show, Derek DeWitt. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. So thank you very much uh, for joining us on the show. It's a huge honor. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is one of those. That's the, a bit much. Of, <laughs> no, it really is. And you're one of those guests where it's like, where do I start? You know, it's like having a, hmm. a giant, I don't know, a giant steak in front of you. And you're like, where do I start? You know, because it's, everything looks so delicious. Now, before I make it any more creepy. <laughs> but the one thing that really stuck out with me, with you and your show, is that we say, you, you, so it's, the show is Conspiracy Clearinghouse. Um, mm -hmm. But your whole thing isn't so much elaborating and, and creating or talking about why a conspiracy theory is a conspiracy theory. But you almost kind of flip, flip it on the conspiracy theory. And you actually use actual knowledge and facts to, in some cases, debunk probably a majority of the conspiracy theories out there. Am I giving a correct um, kind of description of that? Yeah, that's that's that's, that's kind of about right. It, um, I guess, the when I first started it, I, I kind of was a bit vague on what my intentions were, and I intended it to be a bit more uh, academic, perhaps. But then, uh, you know, I have other things I do. I have two other podcasts and I have a bunch of writing and and uh, I teach English as a foreign language and a bunch of other jobs, basically. So it, it really didn't work out that way. And so what it's kind of ended up becoming is this, basically, here's a conspiracy theory, either a conspiracy theory most people have never heard of, like Project Bluebeam, which is just batshit crazy and so much fun to read about and and talk about and uh so like hey here's this crazy theory and boy is it comprehensive who knew and then other things that maybe people have heard about uh you know whatever covid's uh, a bioweapon or paul mccartney is dead or obama is a gay weather controlling wizard who's traveled to mars <laughs> or whatever what, whatever whatever the fuck is out there you know and, uh, and so the idea basically is, I think it kind of is that if you listen to an episode, you could walk away and have a, a conversation about it and be relatively well-informed. I see. So rather than taking information from a meme on Facebook to back your argument up, you're actually talking about the actual reality of what this is. Right. Here's this theory. Here's where I think it comes from a little bit of maybe some of what it means this is uh, most of them i don't believe keep in mind I, I i am not a conspiracy theorist i have a couple that i entertain from time to time as well maybe that but most of them i think are just not true <laughs> at all right. but uh, but a lot of people do think they're true and the times that we're in these have become very very prevalent and dare i say virulent this way of, of um, 
thinking about things, this non-critical way of thinking about things. People are reacting and then they build these mythologies or they slot themselves into these very complicated mythologies and then they take it as, as you know, writ basically from, from on high. And uh, this is why it's so difficult to have conversations with people on social media, for example, because they dig in and, and that's that. And so to try and understand our times, I think we, we have to think a little bit about what these are and why they are and why people think like this. Well, that's interesting. So what do you think the psyche is behind a conspiracy theory? Do you think it a conspiracy theory these days is born or enhanced? Is the the is the gasoline on the fire, the the YouTube videos people put out? Um I have a mm. when I was an actor in LA, one of the gigs I, I was getting thrown a, a lot or was to be on reality shows like um uh like the Gene Simmons show or the Paris Hilton show and like, yeah, this is a reality show. However, they're hiring me and they're saying, here's the script. You know, you're going to see Gene Simmons' son here and you're going to befriend him and you're going to do this and you're going to be crazy. You're going to do this or you're going to be with uh, doing an exercise video with uh, Paris Hilton and you're going to do this, 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 this. And it's like, wait a minute. First of all, this is scripted, right? And then the other thing is knowing people in the industry who did things like that may have worked on uh, the, what is the, the Jersey Shore, all this. What I learned was they can film you for 24 hours they could film you whatever off and on for a week and they they could put a spin on however they want you to look by broadcasting certain parts of these videos to make you whatever they want and if you do look at a reality tv show at the end there's there are writers on reality shows and you have to ask yourself why right why is there a writer so my question to you is is that same formula you think used for people to enhance a conspiracy theory or start a conspiracy theory or what is the psyche? Why is it that the human mind is, I guess, capable of, of coming up with conspiracy theory, whether it's either from something it's actually real, like that's a real, like this is coming from real information or is it from a lazy minded person who doesn't want to learn about what, how gravity works. And so they have to say something like, Oh, the, you know, Earth is flat. Not to say I'm diminishing flat earthers, because I've been dying to get one on our show. But um, they're what yeah, you, they're crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just I can't stand flat earthers. They're just out of their tree. <laughs> so, what what are your thoughts on that? So, what where are people getting? Are people they just are they do they want to be part of something different? What do you think is reason this uh. is all being filled, especially now in 2020 <laughs> with all the technology we have? It seems like we're in the, the height of conspiracy theories. Well, so it has been said. Um, I wish that there was a, a really simple answer. And the fact that we want simple answers to things, uh, and yet there are very seldom simple answers to things, is one of the reasons why conspiracy theories have taken off so much and they're so prolific. But, I, I mean, a lot of it comes down to the... To how we evolved, basically. The way that we evolved is, there we were, we were, you know, somewhere in the Serengeti Plain. We're in, let's say, chest-high grass. There's a rustling and maybe a movement out of the corner of your eye. And you, your brain immediately begins to try and piece together a theory. What is that? Is it going to eat me? And you need to very quickly come up with a, you have to basically sort of, 
game or workshop a theory based on past experience, based on what you've seen happen, based on what's happened to you, based on imagination and speculation, and then react. And those that did a good job at this, <clears throat> excuse me, didn't get eaten, so they passed on their genes and then so on and so forth. So that's kind of the beginnings of it is we're just hardwired to think like this. Okay. Then we get into the the sort of the beginnings of modern conspiracy theories really starts with the Illuminati, uh, which started in 1776, coincidentally enough. Uh, and that, that alone is a fascinating, one of those weird little coincidences. In 1776, the United States or the colonies that would become the United States told England, hey, uh, we're going to kind of do our own thing. P.S. Please help us, uh, American Indians and French. And uh, in that same year, this kind of pain-in-the-ass, pedantic, power-hungry guy in Bavaria decided to start a secret society. And so some people, of course, put those two things together because we are, we're storytellers and we're pattern recognizers. That's what we do. That's how we navigate through the world. So, what, say, a conspiracy-minded person might see that 1776. That can't be a coincidence. Well, it's totally a coincidence. But because they're trying to create a narrative that makes sense, they attach the two things together and go, oh, and then there's, and then, so that starts that. Then you get into misunderstandings of things. People think that the eye in the pyramid is an Illuminati thing. It's not. It's a Freemasons thing. The United States was started by Freemasons, not by the Illuminati. But because people mix them up in their heads, they go, oh, so the Illuminati started America. They're in power still. They must be manipulating world events to create, and then the theory splinters off into a hundred different directions. But it always comes down to some version of a new world order and, you know, whatever it's going to be, Christians will be eaten or babies will be sacrificed or pedophilia will be legal or who the hell knows, whatever, whatever they come up with. So I think that's, that's the beginnings of all of this is how we naturally think we don't like ambiguity. We don't like coincidence. And then we start to piece little teeny pieces of information together, some of which are not accurate, and form a new story. All right. So when you talk about the almost like what you, the PowerPoints or the values of the New World Order, in quote, right? <laughs> the pedophilia, uh, the pedophilia, I can't even see the, the dang word right now. Pedophilia. 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 Um, the what else was there that they do? Um, well, it depends on which one you're going for. The yeah. the New World Order theories are legion, and uh, a lot of them have different ideas. You know, QAnon is obviously the most recent, one of the most recent uh, ones to come up. QAnon, unlike a lot of the other ones, which sort of I guess you might say they spontaneously developed. Though that's not always true. I mean, the whole Illuminati thing was pushed. Uh, during the French Revolution by people who, by rich people who wanted to, oh, I don't understand. We thought the poor people were idiots. How could they possibly organize? There must be somebody in power who's organizing them because they couldn't possibly, these barely human creatures, couldn't possibly organize on their own. So there must be a power behind the throne. And then in 
what, just between World War One and World War Two, anti-Semites took it and went. Actually, it's the Jews, you know. And so, so you get in with that. QAnon is started by a bad actor, someone who has an intent to cause social disruption, and that's that's the other aspect in the modern age. And this is where a lot of this stuff you see on social media. A good deal of it is done on purpose to cause, which sounds like a conspiracy theory, I know. But it is. It, its intent is to cause um, a fracturing of the social contract that we all barely live by and cause, um, cause countries to fall apart, basically. That's the purpose of them. What contract are you speaking of when you say that uh, the contract we're barely holding on to? <clears throat> so, for example... Um, it's a social contract that you don't walk down the street and like earlier you guys were talking about things that piss you off. So you see something that pisses you off. You don't walk down the street and punch somebody in the face because they're doing something that pisses you off. We just don't do that. A, it's illegal, but you could probably get away with it. But the social contract is we, d we live in a society where we just don't do that. We don't steal things unless we absolutely have to. We don't punch people because they said something we don't like. Uh, this is this, but this is just, it's kind of like with money. It's just a, it's an agreement that we all make. We will live in this society. Now, what happened if I just decide if I'm a big, tough guy and I just decide every time I want to punch somebody, I'm going to punch somebody. I would fundamentally change the society around me because I would, I would dominate. I would win. That's, that's the, that's what I mean by that. We agree that we live in a democratic society. We agree that we do certain things and we proceed a certain way. And other countries, <clears throat> Russia, uh, so just um, I know I'm all, I'm already going to get blown up by these guys one of these days. I'm sure, but um, yeah, because you know this is. But this is the thing you have to keep in mind. Russia, Russia is not a world player. Its entire economy is smaller than the economy of the state of New York. Wow. It's not a it's not a superpower. It's a joke. But the reason that it continues to have so much sway on the world stage is because Putin talks a big talk and he has no scruples. He does not play the political game the way that the Western powers do. And he is trying to subvert what we think makes us strong and sort of change the rules of the game so that the game is played more the way he likes to play it. And then he will come out on top more because he's better at it than we are. He's unscrupulous. So you, do you mean that he wants to play it with like untruths? Or yeah, is that's exactly right. They're, these are Russian troll. They're Russian troll. I know it sounds ridiculous. It sounds like something in a Robert Ludlum novel. But there are Russian troll farms where people have, they work for two weeks, then they have two weeks off. They have to have 10 to 12 social media accounts and they must spend part of each day posting just, just whatever. Hey, I had a taco to make it look like the, the profiles are actual real people. And then they put in little little things. They create a meme. They put in, oh, I'm just asking questions. Is Obama a pedophile? I'm just asking. And then, and then they watch what happens. And there was an interview in, I think it was The Guardian, from some former Russian troll who who said, you know, it was hysterical. In 2016, they caused a massive erosion in America, 
in the trustworthiness of the entire electoral system. And it cost them about 2000 bucks in boosted Facebook posts. That's it. Wow. So it's almost like a new type of warfare. Is, is that what people are referring to as the Russian interference is exactly what you're talking about? Is that what they're talking about with Russian interference in the election? That's part of it. Part of it is that. Um, part of it is that they... Keep in mind, too, that during the 2016 election, they're, they're not just pushing, hey, Trump's the guy, he's awesome. They're also pushing Trump's the Antichrist. He's evil. He eats puppies. You know, <laughs> like they're pushing everything. Their goal isn't to push one person or another. Their goal is to cause discord. That's the whole uh, goal there is to cause uh, the culture itself to start to break apart and no longer have cohesion. Right. Now, is this now, as you say, it's part of that interference. I mean, we look at what happened a couple of years ago or even before I even as soon as Trump got into office is that an investigation basically pretty much had already started, it seemed like. And M was it Mueller? Uh, gosh, man, mm -hmm. what's going on today with me? But there's a they <laughs> they he he gets put on this case. He does this invent this giant investigation that takes what two years, right? Three years, right? Which is which is nothing, by the way. Watergate took two two and a half years. It's it's really right. not that long. Sure, but I mean, is this all stemming from just those Russian? This, this group of people that did 2000 or is there because when people hear it people start to generalize oh the Russians gave votes to Trump or the Russian no, and, and I start finding myself through discussion and I go on Google I don't even know what the hell this Russian inter interference is I mean we went through a whole impeachment process because of yeah, this, well right? because he lied I mean he was impeached he, he right. lied and you know, he, he was, was found to right. have lied and you know, that's how that goes. But, mm -hmm. but I mean, the thing is, the Mueller and some of the people at the FBI were aware during the election, before the actual election in November, they were aware that the Russians were doing this, were interfering in the electoral process. And by that, we don't just mean they were doing the social media stuff and they were putting out the fake news and so on and so forth. But then they started to also find, hey, this person who's on Trump's campaign in some position has met several times with these Russian oligarchs and their representatives. And they've talked about things behind closed doors. I mean, one of the big stinks during that during that investigation was this meeting that took place between I think it was Don it was Don or it was, it was Don Jr. maybe or whoever it was. And they were told, they were sent an email. This is what I love. They were sent an email by the Russians saying, hey, we have dirt on Hillary Clinton. Would you like to have that dirt? And here's a direct interference. The Russians are the ones who hacked Hillary Clinton's email. And then they flooded it. That, that is not cool <laughs> right? right if we did that to another country that country would be up in arms but russia did it to us to try and and get rid of her because they thought trump's maybe more more uh, friendly towards us so the so the trump campaign people went to meet for getting this dirt that's what they thought they were going to get the reason you can't do anything about it is the russians because they're savvy didn't then talk about that they talked about other things <laughs> So, so it's not that a crime was committed, but the intent to commit a crime was there. And that's what Mueller uncovered. And because it came so close to that line, that's why he couldn't recommend 
actual removal from office because mm-hmm. he said, basically he said, somebody needs to get more proof than what I've been able to find, and then you can do that. But intent apparently isn't enough, mm-hmm. I guess. Now, earlier you mentioned about how a lot of the conspiracies are, you know, I, I, I'm not sure these are in your words, but crazy or aren't real or aren't true, but you say there are some conspiracies that you do entertain. Can you name what, <laughs> what are some conspiracies you feel are that you haven't quite debunked, but you feel maybe leaning towards these could be real or partially real or partially true? Well, one of the on the Conspiracy Clearinghouse podcast, I have a bunch of different sort of sub threads. And one of them is uh, is called The World is Weird. And in that one, I talk about conspiracies that actually turned out to be true. So, for example, like the Tuskegee experiment uh, that started way back in the 30s where they basically were monitoring black males in Alabama who had syphilis wouldn't tell them they had so these people were illiterate and they didn't really have they said you're going to get this free medical care and you have what's called bad blood and uh we're going to just monitor you and over time a vaccine was developed to get rid of syphilis which has some very very debilitating effects but they purposely they broke the law and didn't give these people that vaccine even though it was mandated by the federal government and this went on until the 1970s so things like that. So there are things that happen that are real. That's number one. So there are there are actual things that happen that are MK Ultra is another one. Terrible, terrible stuff. We experimented medically on our own citizens. It's awful, and I can't believe that no one has gone to jail for it. MK Ultra. But, what is this? What What is that? Uh, MK Ultra was uh, so the during World War Two the. Um, what would become the Secret Service, the CIA, was very keen on trying to find a truth serum of some sort, a truth drug. And so they tried sodium pentothal, but it's unpredictable, and they tried this and they tried that. They tried marijuana. They thought maybe marijuana could be a truth drug, and uh, people are certainly chatty (laughs) when when they're stoned, but uh, they're not focused, and they just kind of get hungry, and then they go to sleep. So that didn't work. And then LSD was invented uh, by a Swiss chemist who was actually looking for a, a headache cure. And they said, okay, well, maybe this one, maybe this is the one. And so the MKUltra program was the CIA basically setting up in San Francisco from a, a, a bar, a couple of bars. One of them is called the Owl Tree uh, on Knob Hill. And they would hire prostitutes to spike people's drinks with liquid LSD-25 and then watch what happened. And they did this for years. And then they had to shut the program down when one of the people died. <laughs> right? And they went, right. oh shoot, we gotta, we gotta shut this program down. I mean, that's and that's just part of it. They had a whole series of these. They used to give it to, and to keep in mind, this is not just speculation. There's we know that these are all factual things because we have the declassified documents. They used to give LSD to mental patients and then perform lobotomies on them and ask them to describe what was happening. Right? Horrible. Horrible, horrible stuff. So you do kind of have to wonder when you find out that things like this actually do happen, um, 
it's one of the reasons why conspiracy thinking takes off because people, of course, think, well, if they will do this, what else will they do? So it's really not that that huge a jump from, wow, they experimented on you know mentally insane people permanently damaging their brains. Maybe they're also shape-shifting lizards from Orion who eat babies. It's, it's not that weird a jump. <laughs> I, I see. All right. So this is maybe why people question things in a form of a conspiracy theory, maybe. Because very much, because there's a mass, yeah, there's a massive amount of distrust. And this is what the troll farms, and it's not just Russia, China's doing it, uh, Iran's doing it. We aren't doing it supposedly, though maybe, maybe the United States is, who knows. I know where I live, the Czechs, they are certainly not doing it because they're a small country. But by causing that erosion in trust, it, it creates an environment where these theories can thrive. Mm -hmm. And especially with this ridiculous notion that, oh, we live in a post-truth world. What does that even mean, a post-truth world? So what? So are we going to go back to saying, no, 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 the sun goes around the earth because that's what it looks like. I mean, that's just ridiculous, you know. Mm -hmm. We can't distrust everything. Having said all that, and well, why all the stuff I look it? at. <laughs> yeah, really, why not? Exactly. Well, the flat earthers, you know. Yeah. Um, and some, and the internet seems to be an accelerator for this stuff. There's a, there's a guy back in the early days of the internet in the late 90s called uh, Gene Ray, who was a retired plumber, and he came up with this. I mean, I'm convinced he was seriously, seriously mentally ill. Uh, and, and again, in the United States, there's no comprehensive health care coverage for people. And so I do think that a lot of mentally ill people who should be treated and should be supported and helped aren't. And they're just kind of left alone. And now they have access to the Internet and they put stuff up. So this guy puts up his crazy theory that the Earth is actually a cube. Not a circle, not a globe, a cube. Time is a cube. People are cubes. I mean, it goes on, and it's really comprehensive and weird and bizarre, and he had, creates his own terminology. And this stuff just takes off, and he became a bit of a minor celebrity to the point where students at, I think it was Harvard, invited him to talk, and he thought they were taking him seriously because, oh, they, they, they know I'm the smartest. He calls himself the smartest man in the world. And, uh, and he had no idea that they were making fun of him, <laughs> the poor guy. Oh, right? Yeah, stuff like that is like why America doesn't eat troll farms. Yeah, right. Right. I mean, it, it, it's already built in, right? Well, I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a bunch of, you know, A, we don't know everything. We do know that. B, crappy things do happen by people in authority and that sucks and it does make you distrust and wonder what else they would do next we get these there's a purposeful attempt to cause us to distrust then we get into that people are not media literate the internet and social media and smartphones have come along a little too fast for us as a species i think and we don't really know how to differentiate between a good source a bad source is this article even worth reading? You know, things like this. We don't. We don't really have those tools. The tools are out there, but nobody, because nobody thinks they're wrong. Nobody's walking around going, "Well, I maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I don't know what's happening." We all think we know what's happening. We all think we're the smartest person in the room, 
and the internet just kind of pushes that there. And then you also have trolls, just people who do it for fun. And then you have people who pretend to be conspiracy theorists or play along with conspiracy theories because they think it's funny. You know, like Finland doesn't exist is an actual conspiracy theory that started off as a joke. And now some people actually believe it. Wow, yeah, I've heard. I've heard Australia doesn't exist. I've heard that Australia one. also doesn't exist. Yeah, uh, Malisi, Italy doesn't exist. Acre, Brazil doesn't exist. Uh, a whole a town Bielefeld in Germany. It's a joke in Germany that it doesn't exist because you've never met anybody from there, have you? And right, so it's it's uh, there's all. And then of course my favorite one of those is the the guy who, as a total joke, has created the conspiracy website Birds Aren't Real. Oh, Birds are, yeah. It, it's awesome. It's so awesome. Birds are government surveillance drones. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, I like that's that. a, that's a very good one. But she so. But, no, go on. I, I was going to say the the two that I that I kick around, the two that I go, oh, maybe there maybe is UFOs. Because there's something. I don't know what it is. I don't know that it's aliens. Uh, but I do think there's something going on. I suspect... It's funny. My wife and I were just talking. I said, you know what? I don't think if, if UFOs are actually from another planet and if we're in contact with human, uh, alien life, I don't think we are. Because Donald Trump would totally blow that. He would say it. And then two days later, like he would, he would just because he's so desperate to not leave the White House that I think he would he would reveal any secret uh, because he's very, very self-serving. But what, what then if two they're days, not making him part of it, though? What if they're not giving him that information? Uh, I think it'd be, I mean, maybe. Yes, it's possible that there's sort of, you know, the deep state, the people who stay in power regardless mm -hmm. of who gets uh, gets in the White House. Uh, maybe we're keeping it from him. I mean, I would, wouldn't you? If I knew that, I wouldn't tell that guy. <laughs> I'd go, no yeah. way. He's totally just going to no, blab it out knew, one day. If I knew, I would be going to the police station. I'd be going to the FBI. I would be the guy you'd have to tie up, and I wouldn't just be the guy sitting there drinking a, a beer with you at the bar and go, oh, yeah, by the way, I've seen an alien before. Because that'd be like the first thing I would jump out of my mouth if I ever met someone that I'm like, because I need answers. When someone says they see a ghost or this, and they just kind of keep it under their hat one day until they're like sitting there like, yeah, ghost. Like, well, I saw a ghost before. I Bullshit. Have you seen a yeah, ghost? Yeah, yeah. There's no way you just be sitting there like, oh, you know, no. If there was a ghost and I saw a ghost or an alien, I'd be like, hey. But Right. But anyway, you would devote your life to learning what the hell it is you saw. Yeah, right. I'm not just going to say, oh, yeah, I saw a, an apparition walk through a wall years ago. No, because then I would be calling all my friends. I'd be calling my parents. I'd be going to, I'd be like trying to find what do I do? There's a ghost yeah. I just saw walk right through, right in front of my face, walked right through the wall. You know, yeah, I, that would, exactly. You know, that'd be me, though. That'd be me. So if I found out there, well, aliens would be different because I think it's more people talk about UFOs. Sometimes people automatically think it's a alien life form. And all it means is that it's an unidentified flying object, right? It could be right. uh, us testing something. It could be a lot of things. Maybe it is something from out of this world, right? Like the thing Maybe. with the Navy in Maybe. 2005 with that tic-tac looking thing that they found. 
And they've been yeah, well, I mean, those are those are real videos. But again, you know, it's again, it just makes that kind of stuff. The way that they revealed those videos is um, sort of indicative of, of how this it creates fertile soil for conspiracy thinking, because the the quality of that that video footage and those three videos they released, it's so bad. And I know for a fact that the original footage isn't that bad. There's no way that we're going around with these supersonic jets, yet our cameras are that crappy when I have a camera that is 55 times better in my pocket. So there's no way. So they purposely degraded the quality of that video. So which, of course, then you have to ask, why? Why would they do that? If we saw it clearly, would it be clear? And so my actual theory, what I, what I actually think with the UFO thing is, they are real. We do not know what they are. And if it's aliens, the aliens are just assholes. They're just dicks. They're not interested in <laughs> hanging out with us. You know, they're not. Because the don't tell me about? that they couldn't figure it. No, I'm saying the, if, if, they're, if UFOs are actually aliens from advanced civilizations, they're just assholes. <laughs> they, they're, they're not interested, you know. They don't want to talk to us. Don't tell me they couldn't figure out how to send, you know, the five tones from Close Encounters or something. There's no way. Of course they could. There's no fucking way they couldn't communicate with us if they wanted to. They just don't want to because they're selfish assholes. Well, my thing is, if they're so good at being hidden and not seen, then how did one crash on Earth in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947? <laughs> You know, like, yeah, well, you know, he was drunk. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you think that the government will sometimes purposely, like, maybe push for a conspiracy to distract? Do you think that could be maybe another conspiracy that maybe they're... Because why would the government be allowing this, right? I mean, they know it's going to be mass hysteria, or is it the simple fact that they just don't want to be accused of holding, withholding information or... Well, I think there, there's a lot there, there. I mean, part of Project Blue Book, Project Blue Book was this uh, decades long study into, OK, what's up with the UFOs? And they found hundreds and hundreds of cases. And I think I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but it's only something like only 17 of them couldn't be explained. But still, that's 17. That's quite interesting. And then they just kind of and as the researchers were going on. Uh, over the years, they were getting sort of very strong hints from on high that, you know what, you should go ahead and just kind of um, plant the idea out there that there are aliens just to, to cause this disinformation. Like, like, say that this is an alien thing, and then later we'll say it isn't. Sometimes uh, teams were going up ahead of time and planting evidence to make it look like there was, so there was this disinformation campaign going on because they are, they, the U.S. government certainly does this. I know the British do it. I think the French do it also, where they, they do sometimes purposely throw out a conspiracy idea to see what happens and to discredit anybody who has, because we do know that MKUltra, for example, happens. So if they can discredit any one conspiracy theory, then in theory, they could discredit all conspiracy theories. So when you do have something actual that you can say, but you don't have concrete proof because you couldn't access the documents, you saw them, but you couldn't take them away, and then they just go, oh, yeah, you're a nut, crazy, crazy nut, crazy person, ha-ha, nuts. 
Oh, when you, you hear this all the time. If somebody says, yeah, I don't know that Oswald killed Kennedy. Very often, one of the next things somebody will ask is, oh, do you think the UFOs are real too and the world is flat? Because mm-hmm. all conspiracy theories get lumped together. Right. That's it. Like, uh, just going on, I want to keep talking about aliens and all that, but I know that there's a, a movie, the best one I've seen, because I love watching things about any kind of paranormal or conspiracy. Mm. It's called The Phenomenon. Um, it's on Netflix, I believe. And it was probably the most... Con- it, it, they, they didn't have an agenda to try to tell you there's aliens. They just basically were putting the information that was out there. Have you mm. seen The Phenomenon? I don't think I'm looking it up now. Uh, it, oh well, this is oh this is is this dude, John Podesta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, I haven't seen this film, but I there is a TV show uh, with some terrible, terrible title. I can't remember what it was called, but it was the the guy who basically took over the program that replaced Project Blue Book, and he quit supposedly. Mm-hmm. and has been pushing. He actually hooked up with the lead singer from, was it Blink-182, who's a big UFO guy, yeah, and they've uh, been working together. Yeah, To the Stars Academy. Yes, that's right, To the Stars Academy, right. And they they basically are trying to get, the, the term that's used in conspiracy circles is disclosure. They've been trying to get the military because the military has case after case after case of credible witnesses who are like yeah i saw something i don't know what the hell it was and and there's this culture of we'll just keep it quiet and it was from watching this show about the two to the stars people and and their sort of uh, investigations that something struck me that had not occurred to me because I'm not a religious person, which is that especially in the in the 80s, I, there are a lot of people in high positions in the U.S. government who are evangelical Christians. And they do not like the idea of UFOs at all. It makes them very uncomfortable. And if they're real, they think they're demons. Right. From hell. And so, of course, they want to keep it. Seriously, I'm not even kidding. They actually think, no, they're not aliens from space. They're demons from hell. And from there, you get into some of the New World Order theories out there, which say quite explicitly, there will be either an alien invasion or alien contact very soon. But it's fake because they're actually demons. And that's to that's to try and get in there, and, and then at that point they will begin to create Satan's uh, playground here on Earth. And you're just mixing crazy with crazy at that point. You're getting an alien invasion. Oh, and someone say no, it's not an alien invasion because they're demons, and then you're like, oh my god, now it's getting crazier. Yeah, they're, they're demons. Oh, of course you're they're demons. You're fighting a conspiracy they're... theory, not by, by debunking the actual thing that would easily be debunked, but you're saying no, they're not aliens; they're demons. Yeah, they're pretending to be aliens. Well, you know, the whole Blue Beam, Project Blue Beam thing is NASA, the whole purpose of NASA is to develop holographic projection technology. And on a certain day, the whole thing starts with this, what they call the sky show. And all these religious figures will be projected holographically over all the major cities of the world, appropriate deities for each country. And people will go, oh, look, there's Ganesh. 
ah, he is real. And, you know, people elsewhere, I don't know what they'll do for Muslims because they don't like to have images of, of the prophet. So I guess it'll just be a geometric pattern. I don't, I don't know what that will be. But, and then that will be the beginning of this whole business where, oh, gods are all real. Oh, but they're not. And then they meld together. This is all hologram technology. And then the aliens will come and we will welcome them because they're, God is alien and it's this whole mixed up thing and everyone will get on board and there'll be a world religion and everyone will be on board and then it will be revealed. Ha ha, we fooled you. It's the devil. Wow. <laughs> so, so and now you, you're fucked. You know, I, I was listening to you, uh, uh, your show and the one about the moon, I, I am pretty... <laughs> yeah. the, the moon is something one. I've heard so many different things up to the fact that we've never been there, which... When people talk yeah, about yeah. like the atmosphere and like one thing, you know, I've learned on and it was something in the military when I was taking the, uh, the tour of NORAD because I was at Peterson Air Force Base. They talk about how they're basically uh, tracking as much stuff as they can around the earth and in space. They talk about the small fraction, but they say like a, something as small as the penny could rip right through the space shuttle just because of the how the speed yeah. that they're going through, through the atmosphere. And I start thinking... One of the arguments is there's no way we could even get through our atmosphere to even get to the moon. Of course, this is all space trash and it's significantly gotten worse probably in the last 20 to 30 years. But, you know, I hear that. I'm like, you know, OK, I, I guess I know where you're coming from. But but there's more, you know, the bases on the moon, the, the, the footage that they yeah. have from the moon, all these different things. And I, you had a very interesting take where, um, first of all, I had to I want to ask if you've ever taken any programming or, or like radio courses because you have i mean you have a, such a great radio voice oh well shucks thanks i'm not sure if that's just uh, pure talent or if it was something you've taught over years or or it's my natural voice but in in a high school i i did and when i was younger i did theater and uh, i do voiceover work now so but i'm not uh, i'm not particularly trying to modulate my voice in any one way or another i can i can do the whole like Three men, a boat, and a baby. Mm. Watch out. <laughs> this summer, it's going to get real. You know, that kind yeah, of a thing. That's we may need good. you like to do some, yeah. do some stuff for our show. Right. I don't know if you'd even do the that. The moon. Is it Nazis? Maybe. Is it aliens? <laughs> Maybe. Is it hollow? Maybe. <laughs> but you, you start bringing that up because, you know, you hear... People talking about when something hit the moon once, they said it was ringing for days. They talk about how it's a satellite. Yeah. They talk about how different the moon actually is than other moons. You know, the mm -hmm. bases, the pictures, you know, all this. What? What? So I'll let you kind of explain. What is your take on the moon? And where do you get all this information? Like, you know, I, I, all, I always start with Wikipedia and, and Rational Wiki. There's a, there's a companion site to Wikipedia called Rational Wiki, which... Uh, I think you guys would get a kick out of because it is super irreverently written and it is very, it's very smart and it's very, very funny. Um, and it's just like Wikipedia. Anybody can, can contribute. Uh, and I remember just, I'm going to toss this out real quick. I, I noticed earlier you guys were saying like, well, I could say whatever I want on Wikipedia, but Wikipedia does self-correct. Because I can put up right now if I want to go on Donald, because I'm an editor on Wikipedia. Donald Trump is a giant man baby who pooped his pants last night. And it will be gone in 15 minutes or less. 
So the system does actually self-correct, and even the Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia Britannica says it is as accurate as the Encyclopedia Britannica overall mm -hmm. because it self-corrects so quickly. So just okay. to just to just to to push that because because uh, I'm actually a huge fan of of uh, Wikipedia, and Rational Wiki is hysterically funny. Uh, they actually have, I didn't put it in the episode about the moon, but there is, cause there's a whole bunch of flat earth stuff that I just didn't get into cause I'm going to do a flat earth episode. Um, but they have this whole thing called, there's this whole idea that when the flood happened, there was a, an impact that created the moon or something like this. I can't remember exactly what it was, but with rational wiki calls it the, um, cosmic bukkake theory. <laughs> and I decided I'm not gonna I, I recorded that section and then I was like you know what if I do this I have to put explicit on this episode and I don't think I want to so I'm gonna edit that part out but it's right. that's the kind of stuff that they do so I start from there and then I look at their references where they say and then I do a couple of searches and then I just kind of I kind of bop around online for a while and find good stuff I'll go okay but, but I'm trying to trace it down. Like, here's this theory. Where did that come from? Where did this little piece come from? You know, oh, uh, the Illuminati's Jews. Okay, who said that? Ah, this woman, these two women said it. Why did they say it? Oh, I see, because they were assholes or whatever the reason is, you know. Uh -huh. And um, and so I try and trace it back that way. But I, I need to, I, I, I have to have at least two sources confirm something before I say it's a fact on there. All right. Very cool. And, and, and the other thing is, where do you become aware of all these conspiracies? I mean, just the moon, we're talking about the moon, is not just one conspiracy we're talking about. I mean, you're basically Dozens. bringing up multiple, many, I'm sure there's many more just about the moon. So how do you familiarize yeah. yourself to become an expert on this or to really, and maybe you're going to be a guy that's going to say, well, I'm not an expert. I'm just talking about the information, but where do where do you yeah. find all these conspiracies? I, I find them all over the place. I find them in, in journals. I find them in uh, news articles. You know, we have, the Internet is a hungry beast, and it requires content, content, content. And so people write all kinds of things, and you'll find all what, you know, back in the old days we would have called uh, human interest or, you know, ha-ha, isn't that funny kind of things that maybe you would get once a year or twice a year in a newspaper. Now they have websites, and they are desperate for content, any content, it doesn't matter. So actually, you end up with a lot of little short pieces of information out there of, hey, uh, this uh, tree exploded. I'm just making something up, but mm -hmm. this tree exploded one day. Uh, local residents are baffled. I'm baffled, says the police chief, and then that's it. And so I go, well, that's interesting. What a funny thing to come across. And then I'll, I'll start Googling around and go, okay, where was this? Is there a local news source for that? Do they go into more detail? And, and I'll start tracking it down from there. The moon thing started because I was going to do the moon landing. And then I realized that's such a big topic. It needs to be its own separate episode. But while I was researching that, I came across all these other moon things. That it's hollow, that it's, it's a, a hologram, it's a naturally occurring hologram, which I don't even know what the fuck that means. Uh, it's a nightlight. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's, it's a big nightlight. You know, right. 
Like, oh, okay. And there's nothing that people won't think up about this. You know, it's not made of cheese, but I'm sure somebody out there actually thinks it is. Have you seen the uh, Lunar Wave videos? Oh, dude, they are they are amazing. And the thing is, I've watched. I watched. I watched this guy Crow Seven Seven Seven. Yeah. I watched dozens of hours of his videos, and um, I I feel bad for him. I do. Because it's so obviously a flaw in his camera, and and he, but he and the thing is he he doesn't come off like a lunatic. A lot of these people on these YouTube videos, they sound reasonable. He's like, you know, it seems so interesting. And his early videos, he's like, yeah, it's so strange. But I I I checked my camera and it couldn't be that. It's so obviously is. But uh, but nonetheless, he made a little mistake. No big deal. Fast forward a couple of years, and he's got this whole. I've got Russian documents and they tell me this and this and it's this whole it's a new world order thing and that the reality that we perceive is is being projected from satellites that and I'm like this guy took this stuff from Philip K. Dick's book Vallis dropped a bunch of acid and went <laughs> oh it's real <laughs> you know yeah you know hey if it's entertaining though right but but sometimes well, that's the thing. these are great stories, right? Until it starts bleeding into your everyday life where things start getting effective in a very negative way because of this kind of way of thinking. Um, of mm. course, that's kind of, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychotherapist. I'm not, but sometimes I, you know, you start seeing things where it's like, Oh, this is funny. This is funny. But Oh wait, this is where I got to draw the line. Cause this is where it's like starting to become a problem. Like, you know, a country that's supposedly ran by the people when, you know, when people bl start blaming politics or blaming media and things, and rightfully so, I can understand. But my problem is, I think maybe there's a bigger problem that people don't take accountability. But oh well, that's that, absolutely the case. When you start getting people who start, you know, okay, here's uh, peer-reviewed papers from multiple scientists, right? People who are experts in the right. field versus a video. Um, showing why the say the COVID nineteen was this or the vaccine was this or something else was this, but this was made by the same people who make flat Earth videos, right? And then it's like, right. oh my gosh! And then it's not just one percent because a lot of times a crazy one percent can be can, you know, they can make more noise than ninety nine percent. But when you start seeing yeah. postings, you start seeing, wow, there's a lot of people out there who really believe this shit. You know, that's where I'm well, like, we get that, but then we have this unfortunate cancel culture, and a lot of that's coming from the left, where, you know, like this uh, this actress who's in Black Panther, yeah, it turns out she's a, I don't know if she's a straight-up anti-vaxxer, but she's certainly a vaccine skeptic, and, uh, and she's certainly skeptical about this supposed uh, COVID-19 vaccine because she doesn't understand that they've been working for years on creating a universal influenza vaccine. And so they're just building on that work. And it's right. not a vaccine in the classic sense. It's an RNA thing. And it tricks your body into thinking that it's been infected when in fact it hasn't. And that's why it's so effective. But they've been working on this for years, years and years and years. So they just piggybacked on that and got and I, a huge amount of funding. Right now, I also want to say this, though. Like, I do understand why people do have some kind of when they question. I do also think that. I'd be, we'd be living in the wrong place if people, I think it takes sometimes some courage. I think it says a lot about people who do question things, right? So I'm not trying mm. to shame people 
But I do wish that people would understand what they're talking about and maybe understand and don't be such a skeptic behind the science of things. Um, but, yeah. but in a, in a sense, when you start seeing a lot of people who are influenced and they think that this is it, I mean, I don't know if it's an accountability issue because people, you know, because look, a scientist could say something about wearing masks. Well, so-and-so said this before and they said that you shouldn't wear a mask. And well, we didn't know a lot then because no one knew about coronavirus. They didn't want to do this. And well, he lied because they wanted PPE for the, the these people. And, and everything right. starts to have a snowball effect, right? So then that what happens is then the people who are distributing the information from the experts are the media. And I, I do, mm. do you think that the media is uh, being, I don't want to say manipulated, but do, do you think there is an agenda just for the simple fact that they have to keep themselves relevant so they can stay on the air and be able to... In, in, in regards to that, yes. In, in the capitalist system, that is the agenda, is that they're, you know, if it leads, it bleeds. This is what they say. And it's not necessarily true because one of the things I love about the online world is that, yeah, there's a lot of garbage and there's a lot of crazy stuff out there and a lot of things that are hateful. But there's also an astonishing amount of very creative, very funny stuff being created by Jill and Joe Citizen. And without the internet, we would never have seen their work. We'd never have known about these people. And so I, I think it's it's um, it's all just kind of a, a wonderful big mixed bag, you know. Mm -hmm. The media has to report on stuff because, or so they think. I don't know that that's true, and I would love for a, a major media source to be brave enough to say, you know, you know what, we are going to, we're going to have some more editorial control again, like we used to back in the old days. Uh, people have this idea, I think, that, you know, we got to get it out. Just get it out. I mean, I can't tell you how many news articles I've read that are essentially the same article again and again and again because it's a press release. Somebody puts out a press release and these guys are so starved for content. They go, quick, put it up, rewrite a couple of words or move some sentences around to make it look like it's so Google doesn't think it's the same content and we get punished in the SEO rankings. Go. And right. it's just the same article again and again and again and again. Yeah. But yeah. the... Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to... I want you to continue. I don't want to ruin what, you're, what you have going on here. Well, what I was going to say is is that, so in that regard, yes, I don't think the media has an agenda in pushing certain theories. I think that they are unwitting accomplices, just like Facebook is an unwitting accomplice. They've created this um, monetary revenue generating uh, model that is unfortunately very, very easy to manipulate uh, and that has a tendency to reinforce uh, biases. And so mm -hmm. people create these little bubble worlds for themselves. And uh, and then there's this weird idea like, oh, I'm anonymous online. Well, you're not. And we know you're not because a lot of groups that I'm a member of on Facebook for doing research in conspiracy theories, and there are a lot of them, like a lot of them have to put up rules saying no doxing people, which is to, to make publicly available their personal information. Because a lot of these people don't know how to do their privacy settings. For example, so somebody says something, you know, crappy on online, you know, you say, well, well, actually, the earth isn't round. Yeah, what are you, some kind of a Satanist homosexual? And you go, <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to, seriously, like every fucking day I have to yeah. deal with this shit. And I, I just click on the guy's profile and I'm like, mm -hmm, well, now I know where you live and now I know where yeah. you work. 
And, uh, oh, it looks like your girlfriend left you. That's sad. And if I wanted to, I could just start personally attacking this guy. But I'm right. not going to because I'm nice, you know. Yeah. Well, but yeah, then no, for but, the... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Again, I want, if you go, write it out. Let's write it out. Well, what I was going to say is the, the, the reason, this has all been sort of building up towards this. So you have all this stuff and you got this and you have these accelerant, accelerants like uh, the internet and the, the way that the media works and social media and so on and so forth. I mean, the fact that we, that we report tweets as if it's news is just, you know, if you'd said this 20 years ago, I don't yeah, think anybody would have believed you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, right, exactly. Are we legislating through fucking Twitter now? Really? <laughs> Just, you know, like, what, well, I, what I has wanna, happened? You're right, though. I think what it is, it's really a growing pain. I think it's a combination. I mean, corporations, everyone, they don't want to take accountability because there's like no. a lot at risk. You know, that's why people are like, well, let's go to court, you know, because really, it, I think a lot of the way it's unfair to a lot of Big corporations are a big target, right? Everyone's sometimes against the way big corporations. Yeah, because they're rich but, and so fuck them. But, but at the same time, it's the big corporations <laughs> who really built a lot of what is going on in this country, right? And I guess there's a whole yeah. thing you're trying to figure out what's fair, what's not fair, right? Like me as an entrepreneur and someone who tries to get their hands on a lot of different streams of revenue, sometimes I take offense to the fact that they try to, to diminish or to demonize people who do make money. And you're like, right. well, wait a minute. But I guess there is a there's there's more to it than that. But I think rather than just the accountability piece, I think you're right. I think because of social media, everything's happened so fast. We're now catching up. I the way I look at it is is like when when uh, when we first had the message machine. When you call and there's a message machine, people did not yeah. look that thing. It's like, hey, this is Claire. This is John. Leave us a mention a message, and they all start getting cute. But at first, they're like, "I don't know how to work this thing." Uh, shit, and beep, and then you just like, "Well, I don't know what that is, but yeah. leave a message." <laughs> exactly. You know, so yeah. it's like eventually we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. I I I, even though you could hear me uh, complain, probably you know my number one thing I hate the most, right? I hate complaining, but I probably do a lot of it. Is mm. even though sometimes someone could look at me and go, "Man, are you that skeptical?" I. I and very, I feel that humanity is going to prevail. I feel like we are going to win. I, I think feel so like too. People yeah. are going to figure it out because I think we. It's easy to to to, to blow the candle out and to shed darkness. You could tell mm. a story about the Republican and shed the story about the, the, the Democrat and shed uh, all this kind of make a story built and make it seem pretty credible of how evil they are. But I think mm. if if you and I've experienced it myself uh, from talking to someone who. May not agree 100%. Like, I don't think Tony and I, for instance, are on the opposite ends of the spectrum. As much as he probably thinks I am. <laughs> no, but I think <laughs> I think we're, we're both somewhat in a moderate area, and there's some things we may not. But just through having a discussion with, with Tony, and even a better example, when you see things on the news where someone on the far right is having a discussion with the far left, or the KKK member was having a discussion with somebody who was... Um, and you know, the, uh, NCAA or not NCAA, Jesus Christ. Now I'm an idiot. Um, the, uh, NAACP. Uh, yeah, God, excuse me. I apologize for that. You know, and then people having a discussion now, of course, for me, it's like, okay, you can't, you, can you really, uh, I'm not trying to compare the two, right. Where the KKK can completely seem pretty hateful and the NAACP was, you know, something where they're have a different kind of agenda within what the KKK is, but that people actually can sit and talk. And when they do and listen, they start to understand, you know, people aren't that different in a lot of ways, right? 
I think yeah, that's very true. I mean, we all live and laugh and love, and we all poop and we all eat, and you know, some of us like pizza and some of us like you know chili, and right. some of us like both. And uh, I think, and I think that we have a lot of things that are um, more similar than than different, and mm-hmm. and so now we have this. I think what one of the things that happens is we have um, people are feeling, especially in the United States, we're especially seeing a bigger and bigger divide. The middle class is just getting screwed. And we're seeing uh, the greatest wealth inequality uh, in generations in the United States. And so, yes, so a lot of people are in dire straits or near enough. I mean, the average American is two paychecks away from the street, and that was before COVID. I don't even know what's going on now. And so... It gives you a sense of it because there's nothing you can do anyway. You know, I live in my town, my you know, my apartment or my my small house, and I'm having a hard time making my mortgage payments, my rent or whatever. Nothing I do is going to affect anything. Just like I can't change the weather, but to think that I have a framework and a narrative and a story, and I can go, who's responsible for this? Oh, it's them. It's mm-hmm. Bill Gates. It's right. the Jews. It's the lizards from Orion. It's Hillary Clinton. It's pizza. You know, it's whatever the hell it is. That gives you a feeling that you have agency, or at least you understand who's screwing you. You know, and not and and not looking at the bigger, broader pictures, which is that actually there is no one answer. It's a whole suite of issues and problems, and part of it is is because we we're we're at a point where we have to grow up as a society and as a species a little bit. But the fascinating thing I've learned looking into conspiracy thinking is people who almost always, and they've done actual studies uh, that have reached this conclusion, they have to do more to kind of confirm it, but it's beginning to look like, so if I have a conspiracy theory like there are Nazi bases on the moon, the way I get there, it's in these little tiny pieces, a little thing here, a little thing here, a misunderstanding here, a misobservation here. I already have certain amounts of distrust, blah, blah, blah. And eventually I get to this conspiracy theory. It's not a revelatory moment. It's not like, you know, uh, on the road to Damascus, it just strikes you one day, you're, you're shopping for Cheez-Its and you go, hey, wait a minute, are there Nazis on the moon? Like, it doesn't, doesn't happen like that. Mm. But... It seems intellectual. It seems like it's been logical, but it is in fact wholly an emotional response. It is an emotional response masquerading as an intellectualized response. And this is why it is so hard to shake people of these beliefs once they get them, because you can't use logic to talk someone out of an emotional state. anybody you're married you know right no amount of logic is going to calm your wife down if she's fucking pissed at you you just need to let it happen let the storm go over and then uh and then everything will calm down and then we can have a conversation but not while we're being an emotional in a highly emotional state people who are in deep in a conspiracy theory especially when they're talking about it they are in a highly emotional state they just don't know it very, very interesting and valid perspective. I like that. Um, so yeah, it was it was it's crazy. Yeah, uh, and you well, seem once, like very yeah, highly. Well, I was just to say, once people think something's true, it's very hard to convince them it's not. So 
yeah, no one wants exactly. to be wrong, you know? Yeah, nobody wants to be wrong. And again, it's this, it's this weird thing of like, why? What's what's the problem with being wrong? It's okay to make a mistake, for God's sake. We say this to our children all the time, right? Well, it's okay, Johnny. You you know, yet again didn't catch the ball, but maybe next time. And you know, yeah. I don't I don't know how old you guys are, but my generation, you know, was certainly our parents were the ones who were like, you dropped the ball. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, what are you doing? You idiot. Jesus Christ. You, know? you suck. You now suck. We, you now know? we tell our kids, oh, it's all right to make mistakes. When you're my age, you'll, you'll be right and <laughs> be right all yeah. the time and never make mistakes. Um, yeah, so that's exactly it. And, and, and things are accelerating. Things are getting weirder. Keep in mind, right now, the 21st century is going to be unprecedented in human history. The rate of change is accelerating and accelerating and accelerating. And so as that happens, more and more people feel like they are losing the plot. They're losing control. They're losing any frame of reference that makes any sense to them. And, uh, and the, so they're going to grab onto things that make sense even if they're bizarre because by the time you get there, step by step by step by step by step, it's not so bizarre. You know, and eventually here's Uncle Tony at Thanksgiving, absolutely 100 percent convinced or he thinks he's convinced, but he's actually just having an emotional storm that shape shifting aliens from Orion and or another dimension are in league with the devil and are cannibals and pedophiles. Not only that, but he's also the bare chested champion of Thanksgiving. Yes, I am. <laughs> that's, that's, there you go, right? Yeah, well, I heard that yeah, first. It's, I didn't want to know, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I noticed earlier you guys were, uh, and you know, again, sometimes things, uh, things are true. Uh, you were saying earlier how much you dislike cats. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I have two cats that they're just useless. Yeah, yeah. In my so house, I'm, anyway. I'm a cat fan. I like cats. There is. A weird little fact, which almost feels like a, let's call it a biological conspiracy about cats, which is toxoplasmosis. Do you know about this? Yes. Is this I've the heard cat about poop it. thing that yeah, makes like people it. schizophrenic? No, it doesn't make them schizophrenic. It, it makes you uh, like it's, them, right? It, it makes you like them. It infects mice and suddenly mice like being around cats and then they get eaten. And it turns out that humans are also susceptible to to this little fungus basically so people who are cat people have been infected by toxoplasmosis and that's why they like being around cats you know too much are you sure sure we're not talking about their poop and schizophrenia (laughs) i'm just kidding no it it comes from it comes from their dander and it comes from the litter box that comes out of the poop really i I was just go ahead tony I don't. I was gonna say I don't completely hate the cats. They just, I you know, growing up, I had dogs, and dogs just seem to love you, where cats just seem to despise you, but they'll take what they need from you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, you know, like my joke because I grew up with all of them. Yeah, really. Yeah, I grew up with tons of animals, and I always kind of thought like, you know, the dogs, they're kind of whores. They kind of love everybody. They're like, hi, do you have food? Uh, touch my head. <laughs> yeah. And cats, cat, you know, they, cats eat. Yeah, if the cat touches you, you're like, oh, gosh, you love me. And then you find out, no, no, when it's rubbing its head on you like that, it's marking you with its scent so other cats know that you belong to that cat. It's not cute. They're just just mean. But I like them because I have the fungus (laughs) in my brain. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, you've been very, this has been an awesome interview. Um, yeah. So it's I, been one I, of my favorites. It, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, you know it's what, Pat? I, I, Pat, of course, didn't send me your name or your link until this morning, or actually last night. And uh, I'm looking through your stuff, and I can't wait to listen to your podcast. Yeah, I'm really oh, well, sorry thanks. that that. Yeah, my yeah. my apologies. I'm just gonna answer really quick. Yeah. Is the one you did uh, time for timer? Was that based off uh, Fomenko's work? No, no, I don't. Okay. Know, uh, whose work? Uh, here's the the reason that literally I had so you were asking where do you get all these ideas when yeah. I first decided to do this I'm I'm looking at the list right now I came up with a list of a uh, hundred and ninety different topics oh wow some of which out. are true and some of which are not and one of the things that I came across when I was just out there on a three day google binge of just typing in things and looking at these listicles of here are the you know 48 craziest conspiracies you've ever heard do you know that door hinges are made of meat or you know whatever crazy yeah. shit that they're putting out there <laughs> and i came across this phrase phantom time hypothesis and i just had that on my list so i went oh i wonder what that is and that's where that episode comes from because it it's this whole weird the middle ages didn't happen yeah and they, then there's they, and I was going to say that's Antali uh, Fomenko. He's a Russian mathematician. Fomenko. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the Phantom Time is somebody else, and then he was he was inspired by Velikovsky, and then Fomenko's. Fomenko's is the best one. Come on, that one's awesome, which is yeah. everything before 1600 is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but it's easy to prove because none of us were around then. <laughs> Well, the proof is if you if you come up with any documentation, for example, I mean, this is what QAnon and a bunch of these modern uh, conspiracy theories that are being propagated, I suspect, for nefarious purposes. Uh, their whole thing is if you give me proof, that proof is already proof that the theory is correct. If you show me a document, if you show someone who believes in Fomenko's uh, alternate history theory, a document from 1452, it's already dealt with within the context of the theory because the theory says that's a forgery. So it's not proof. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that drives me nuts. That's a, I can add that to the things I hate, Tony. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. Circular logic. So, yeah. Well, actually, the phantom theory, that's from a German historian, right? Or no? The God, let me remember now. Was that Hybert or something? Herbert or something like that? Hold on two I seconds. Know. I will tell you. I don't know. I just find that one interesting. Um, it's uh, so I heard, weird. Yeah, I heard a little bit about it, but I'm definitely going to listen to your show about it because that one is intriguing to me. Yeah, the time. And it's weird. I actually got, I never, my audience does not seem to like interacting. Uh, but then on YouTube, I got this guy who is just clearly a Fomenko fan, and he wants to he wants to get into the nitty gritty. He's you know he says you said that Fomenko said that there were three cities that were called Roman history, but I thought that later he changed that to five. And I'm like, dude, that is not what this show is about. Yeah. This is a general primer on these theories. I do not want to get into because there's no end. To, with conspiracy people there's no end to how deep they can go and you could talk about this stuff forever 
was it three? Was it five? Was it this? Was it that? You know, was did they do this here or was it on was it on a Tuesday or a Wednesday? And as if it matters, you know. But the um, the Phantom Time was Herbert Illig. Okay. That was him, and then he was inspired by Velikovsky, and then Fomenko came up with his new chronology, uh, and he probably had taken uh, a page out of this guy, uh, Morozov, who was an anarchist and actually went to jail for quite a while for trying to blow up the czar. (laughs) 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 So, you know, you're like, "Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's fascinating stuff, and and every time I, I, I've started sort of sketching out the first few months of next year, and I'm I'm looking at what I'm going to talk about, and it's just it just gets crazier and crazy. You know, Philadelphia Experiment, all the airplane flights. Now, when anything happens, oh, an airplane disappeared. No, it's a conspiracy theory. You know, oh, I dropped my ice cream. Oh, it's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah, but when bar a jetliner does codes. disappear with hundreds of people, I mean, I think it, you know it's a tragedy, right? It's, I mean, yeah. yeah. But I get your point. Where all of a sudden you could put the spin, that reality TV spin. It's all perspective. Mm. Hey, I'm going to take this perspective, and I'm going to create a lot of unanswered questions. I'm going to purposely ask questions where people aren't going to be able to answer to create a vortex that now is going to suck people into this conspiracy. Yeah, um, yeah, that's exactly right. And like you, you said earlier, you're like, hey, I think it's great that people ask questions, as do I. I think we need to. We can't just blindly believe thing, everything that we're told. That's ridiculous. We need to become digitally literate. We need to become media literate so that we can t- make that determination as to whether or not this is probable or for sure true or maybe a lie or absolutely a lie or a mistake or whatever. We need to educate ourselves in this. And yet even that has been co-opted by the QAnoners because that's their little, that's all they do. You can tell on Facebook, one of these people who's either, they're either a conspiracy person or they're a troll, as they go, well, I'm just asking questions. Isn't that healthy? Yeah, but the questions you're asking are not good questions. They're dumb questions. They're questions that are not designed to actually find truth. They're questions designed to cause confusion and obfuscate truth. And that's not the purpose of a question. So there is such thing as a dumb question. (laughs) There is such a thing as a dumb question. (laughs) Definitely there is. I mean, it's very uh, hard. The more I go into this, the harder it is for me not to just become a fucking cynic and just go like, God, everybody's (laughs) stupid. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it probably is a lot of truth to that. (laughs) I might be thrown into that. in that little group maybe at some point but um so anyway i know we've had you on here forever it just made because yeah, no interesting i told you i think 30 minutes 15 minutes and i think it's probably well over an hour yeah well over that but um, like, right, I yeah. said, uh, I, but, like i said i can't wait to listen to your podcast yeah so well thank you um, thank you thank you yeah. i want to i want to get a short answer on three things i'm going to ask you about three okay. conspiracies one of, of which okay. i'm, I'm going to be making up to ask you if there is a conspiracy but want to kind of hear a short answer kind of take on it or you can even reference uh, one of your shows because maybe one of them is is okay. COVID-19 is it was it someone ate a bat in Wuhan was it created in a lab no. or other other oh okay um, <laughs> do we live in a simulation that is the other one that I entertain sometimes Ooh. The UFO one is the one, and the are we living in a simulation is the other one because mm-hmm. 
you know, there and there are legitimate scientists who say, um, someday we will probably be able to do this, and the fact that we will probably be able to do this to create a simulation that is indis indistinguishable from reality means that it's highly likely that that has in fact already occurred. Interesting. Right. Which, things like which, the, Fib the Fibonacci sequence and, you know, things like this. Like, how is that not because religious people say, well, that's just proof that God exists. But another way to take that, a secular attitude is no, because that's part of the architecture of the simulation that we're living in. So then if that's true, my question is, how do I game that simulation to get all the coins? Uh, <laughs> is there any any conspiracy theories on Santa Claus? Uh, it's very funny you should say that. My next episode is The War on Christmas. Yes. Uh, I talk a bit about Santa, and it's mainly about the war on Christmas. But uh, yes, uh, you, you oh, may right. have noticed Santa, rearrange those letters. What, what name comes to mind? Satan. Thank you. Exactly. Oh, so it is Satan Claus. I of knew course. it. Yes, Claus, it's Satan Claus. Which is Claus. like Claus with like with razor. You think that's a mistake? Yeah. You think that's an accident? Come on, yeah. man. No, basically, honestly, if you can think it up. Uh, well, there's a Facebook group I'm a member of, which is actually one of my favorite ones. It's called the group where we all pretend to be conspiracy theorists. And people on there will talk about very skeptically talk about actual ones, but people come up with fake conspiracy theories, some of which are absolutely hysterical. I think I might be part of this group. I can't recall <laughs> that. Oh. Yeah, and I, there's, they purposely, there's something about uh, like uh, making up conspiracies, and it is very funny. Yeah, there was one, I wish I could remember what it was. There was a whole thing about Doritos and oh, Doritos oh, totally. goes, like, goes it was so fucking funny, and I was like, I might do a whole episode on fake conspiracy theories. That would be uh, just great. Just for fun. But real quick, I, I have to know. What do we know about the Doritos? I, I can't. I just. Dude, I, I'm looking oh, it up right man. away when we get done. I yeah, yeah, Doritos. do that. Do that. <laughs> Try and find it. Uh, they're awesome, right? Like, you know, I live here in Europe, and a lot of people say, oh, I miss this American food stuff or that American food stuff, and I don't really miss them very much. But when I do get my mouth around a Dorito, I go, oh, these are good. Probably there's some mm. mind control ingredient in Doritos, I would assume. Yeah. Dorito plasmosis. Yes. Right. Dorito plasmosis. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the name of this episode, Dorito plasmosis. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. Thank it was, you very uh, much. I want to say the most important thing I learned that if I do plan to get my doctorate, when I write papers, I can tell my professor I can use Wikipedia. Yes, you yes. can. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. A lot yeah. of professors won't allow it. Yeah, but, they won't uh, allow That's it, stupid. Yeah. They should. But again, here's the thing. Wikipedia is just a, a clearinghouse, really. Click on whatever that reference is right. down on the bottom and use that. Yeah. yeah, so just use that as your reference, and the fact yeah. that you got it from Wikipedia is your secret. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Where was yeah. this when I was a kid in school? I know, right? Yeah. Seriously, yeah. right? Remember having to go to the library, and oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Spending well, 10 cents to, to copy stuff out of a book at the, right. the library. Right, and it yeah. was a bad, it was like a, that slick, kind of smelly 
paper yeah. and you were like, oh, and then, oh, it got rained on and now I'm fucked. And yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah my dog ate it. Yeah. Oh, my what, dog ate it. Computer. <laughs> like, oh, wait, what? That's a computer. I'm in 1987, yeah, really. man. <laughs> yeah, well, those thank, are the days. Yes, thank you, Derek. I would love to have you back on the show sometime. I had a blast. With thank you. Yeah, we can talk yeah. generally, or we can we can certainly talk a more focused talk. We can talk about yeah. specific, uh, like we talked about QAnon a bit. I haven't done an episode on it yet because it literally makes my head and my heart hurt when yeah. I research it. You know, it's a lot more fun to research the theories that the Denver airport is, you know, proof of the new world order and yeah, things like this. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but it's, um, it is, QAnon is the, that and this COVID stuff are the two most dangerous. And I think they're legitimately dangerous um, conspiracy theories floating around out there right now. Yeah. Right. And uh, it's, I, I, I just, I, I hope that QAnon maybe will die out, but um the COVID thing, like seriously, guys, just everybody out there, just wear a fucking mask. It's not that hard. You wear a seatbelt, so wear a fucking mask. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. I do appreciate Derek. Derek DeWitt, um, uh, the host of Conspiracy Clearinghouse. Go check it out. Um, thank you again, Derek. And again, uh, we will have you. We would love to have you back sometime sure. in the future and i have some ideas Absolutely. already i'll talk to you off the air uh specifically Great. on maybe having you on with another guest for there to be not so much a, a volatile debate but maybe a, a very open and um a, uh, efficient kind of discussion but we'll talk o- offline about that great all right thank you thank you Derek. thank you very much all right all right Bye. Okay. well cool that was awesome that was awesome that's awesome. Can't yeah. wait to listen to his his, uh, his podcast. Yeah, and again, I, I should have sent that to you a while back. Oh, um, it's okay. Because okay. I knew for a while that we're going to have him. I, and yeah. uh, so, But he was here, made for a good discussion. Um, yeah. And I would love because, you know, I've been dying to get um, a flat earther, and I want to talk to him. I think we share some same Facebook pages. I think that's how we actually yeah. contacted each other. But he brought up a point about – when people have a discussion in Facebook group, like there's a lot of these pages that are met and you, sometimes they'll make you answer questions before you can join a group. Are you oh, really? willing to go by these rules? Don't shame people for their thing. Don't bully. Don't, don't use that. Uh, you know, don't do all these things, but people do it anyway. And there's one, but all the flat earth groups I'm part of that they call them globers and they call them flurfers, flurfs. For flat earthers, globers, I think for yeah. if I'm getting that wrong, hopefully Florp is it sounds like something a derogatory. So, but anyway, the flat earthers call the people who believe the Earth is a sphere. Globers and globers call them flurfs, or I don't know. But a lot of globers get on these pages that you're supposed to somewhat agree or want to learn about flat Earth. Yeah. Who there is no discussion. Someone will ask a question and go because they're idiots. They don't know yeah. science, and it's like. All right, and then there's someone who'll put something that seems pretty intelligent out there, like here, this is the Earth, this is why we know it's spherical, and it's just a shit show. So it's been hard for me to find somebody credible who I could get. Maybe there isn't anybody. I don't know. I'm imagining there has to be someone we can get on the show and get their take, right? Yeah. Um, I'm very interested to hear. I've heard some different kind of theories. It seems like there's some kind of magic involved with flat Earth, with people getting lost on Antarctica and their, and their stuff not work, their equipment not working. And that's why there's all this, I don't know. Like you, you walk through Antarctica, you somehow walk through a wormhole to the other side or I don't know. But 
Um, anyway, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. But yeah, man, I guess we where, where are we at in time on this thing? Like two hours? Uh, we're over two hours. All right, yeah, well. We're like 140 minutes. Okay, well, it was a good show. Yeah, it was a um, great show. Yeah, and just, okay, I'll let you get us out of here, remind people where to leave suggestion and what to do, reviews, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, squirttostab at gmail.com. Uh, you could also go to squirttostab.com. Um, Pat will hopefully have some social media stuff up by this weekend. Um, I will also put a, a link to Derek's show in our notes so you can check him out there. And uh, that's about it. So anything yeah, else you want to say? I just got a message. I know this is probably should stay offline, but um, so Derek just messaged just messaged me saying he knows a flat Earth guy. Oh yeah. So yeah. So and and if he knows Derek, I'm sure this guy is probably worth talking to. I mean, I was Derek really for some. You know, you think of someone who I don't want to call him a skeptic. I think he's just a guy that that wants to have facts, right? Because skeptic would mean oh someone who doesn't believe in things that he should believe in. Yeah. But he seemed very knowledgeable. Um, I kind of expected him to, but it brought a lot of credibility to I think his show. And then I'm very intrigued to listen to more shows. I've already listened to some. And uh, so if he knows this flat Earth guy, I bet you he, I bet you he'll bring a lot uh, of value to the show too as yeah. a guest. So hopefully we'll get that. But anyway, yeah, that was probably look. not meant to me to share here. Yeah. People like who cares, okay. Pat? You're talking. Yeah about things yeah. that you shouldn't shut up. Yeah. I think I'm it's fat. time. I'm just going to play the music and I, I think it's time to go. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> See you next time on Later. the squirt to stab podcast. <laughs>